First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoika, and welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast, the pot of the everyman. We are you, you are one of us, happy to be here this week, super pumped. It's October, we got sports out the wazoo, we got the NBA starting, we got the NHL, football's in midseason form, and we have the baseball playoffs. Drew, what's up, brother? And we're the three best friends that anybody could have, we're the three best friends that anybody could have. Oh man, big week! We're back. We're back. We're back. Oh um, man, the hottest trio. Uh dude, it's, it's awesome. We got NBA lit it up last night. Some great results for my liking. We got and baseball. Tori's here too. Hey Tori, how are you doing this week? Well, I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. Patience. Easy, uh, see, what did I what did, what did I tell you about this guy, J.O.? Keep this guy in check over there. Uh, <laughs> Get on the leash. Get on the leash. <laughs> heel boy, heel. We can't, we're, cut, we're coming off one of our favorite, all-time favorite guys in a big win, and then we got some more guy or some more fighters coming up this weekend. So I'm pumped, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun pod. Oh yeah, we got topics out the wazoo, and you know we want to do our big NBA preview. So we brought on a guest uh, from our two for one last year, Tori. Welcome aboard. Gee, thanks. It's good to be here. T White. T White. See, see how that transition works there? See that? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I think it seems like a big break from the introductions to like the stuff we're gonna talk about. Then back to introductions. I'm just I'm just talking about what's exciting me, man. There's not much that excites me in life. So well, then I should I, be first on the list. When I get oh, it, it's man. gotta it's oh, gotta baby. go. All right, well let's do let's do the drinks of the evening. Um, Niceties. Get, get ready for the two brew salute. Ready, three, two, one. I um, I'm uh, I uh, Drew was Drew was giving me crap because I didn't have perfect attendance and I'm not feeling so hot so I'm drinking uh, a big tall glass of H2O. Um, uh, Drew, what are you drinking? I told you, man. You don't you don't think Teddy would have uh, curry couriered over that like Greek like alcohol Greek cocaine tea. tea he's drinking? Come I on, really man. needed some of that. Teddy yeah. Teddy's such a super nice guy. He probably would have gotten a car and driven it to you, man. Would have drove to Greece <laughs> to go get you some. I, I I'm not even kidding. He probably would have. Love that PA guy. PA Turnpike just traversed <laughs> the whole thing. I'm uh I'm drinking a what do you call it? Beer one. I'm uh doing a Cape May Brew Co. Uh, double IPA coastal evacuation. I'm saving uh, I'm saving my pumpkin for beer too. All right, there you go. I want to, I want to, I want to savor it. Nice, Tori. What what are you drinking? I have a Kushwa Brewing Kush. billable billable hours because I, this, these are some billable hours here. The stuff I'm going to give you, I should be charging for. This is Kush. Uh, um, all of our lawyer friends will uh, appreciate the billable hours. Uh, as well, Drew, the uh, the accountant. So, uh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we want fix, to fix fix fees, oh. bro. Fix fees. <laughs> we wanted to um, uh, break it up this week and not do boxing first. So we're gonna hop, hop straight into our NBA. Because we're talking basketball. 
Who you with? We're talking basketball. Could it be Milwaukee? <laughs> it's the uh, Master um, P version for all you out there. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so, Drew, you had a bunch of notes, which, quite honestly, I, where did my notes go? Oh, jeez. This is our, our, our already bang-up job. Did you check the fridge? <laughs> no, they just fell. I, I love, I, 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 love, right I love that. That's just a joke. We're never gonna forget about your notes being in the fridge that one time. Uh, no, no, I got. It. They they fell off of my armrest. I got them. The starting uh, so, five. I was gonna say, Drew, do you want to? Should we go straight through your your little outline here? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's let's get the starting five going, J.O. All right. Can you can you just be Jordan? Just be honest. Can can you handle this? Are you gonna be like LeBron with his jam thumb and he needs to miss six games? You gonna you gonna be able to bring it here? Load management. Look, we don't do load management here. All right. That's right. All right. I'm just I'm just checking, man. I don't know if we're gonna wheel you out in a wheelchair. I'll uh Paul Paul Pierce. Yeah. So that's a good one. Nope, nope, we're, we're we're good. And right. um, Drew, I um, you know, I'm I'm gonna steer the the ship here. You let your hair down. You 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 put on the show, brother. Tori, you, you you continue to do your thing as per usual. But all right, starting standard five. Is the standard. Yep. Shut shot ninja chop. Number one, starting at number one. What are you most looking forward to for this season? Tori, you're the guest. Why don't you roll first? All right. I had a couple notes here. Uh, you know, one of the big things uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, last year on our preview, I had me- talked about Brooklyn a bit, and I had mentioned that these things are typically a two-year process. And uh, last year was year one, and this year I'm looking forward to seeing like a full season of Harden Durant. I think going into playoffs last year, they had played like seven or eight ga- like the the full complement of yep. Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. Uh, and played like seven games together. That is accurate. Nice, nice to see a full season of them. See how they could gel and come together. Um, I feel like this season is going to have a lot of mid-season player movement. I mean, you look at Ben Simmons and Kyrie. Obviously, not. Uh, going along with what their organizations would like. So you figure they're going to get moved and then fall out from that. I think a couple teams could definitely benefit and strengthen their case uh, with a couple trades. So I look for a lot of mid-season movement this year. Uh, maybe a little bit more than uh, a couple bigger names than usual. Uh, like you, you think there's going to be like big, big names moved, huh? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll save that. I know we got some yeah, stuff on that's that, a, but yeah. yeah. Well, okay. That. I I got a couple particulars, but uh. All right. Yeah. Um, milestones. Paul. Paul. Uh, Chris Paul could move into the top three in assists, and mm. I think LeBron has a shot to pass Carbone for two all time. Wow. Um. So that you know that's and then one of the big things I I wrote down was uh, I just wanted. to watch LeBron as much as possible you know it's towards the end of the year year last year we kind of got a glimpse that the twilight was was coming and you know these generational athletes you just got to take in and I remember watching Kobe's final game I watched the whole thing in a bar uh just because I didn't want to drive home and miss miss any of it um yeah I was I was at at an Applebee's bar when those yeah. things were still, I, I went to on a date night. <laughs> oh no! Uh, <laughs> boo. Anyway, I just want to. I just want to like. I said, I just want to soak in as much LeBron, watch as much of him as I can. Um, 
So I'm definitely going to try and make it a point to watch a few more Lakers games than mm. you know typical. But if we if we had if we had the throw up sound effect, that would have pushed it there. But I get I get it. I get your point. You know what I mean? Like I get it. No, I get. I, totally I, get I appreciate it. Yeah. that too. Yeah. I totally um, get it. All right, Drew. What what are you looking forward to this? Uh, you know, every year I usually am looking forward to the uh, new faces and new places uh, and how those teams look. There's really not one this year though, other than Chicago. Nobody really had like a major shakeup. Like I guess the Lakers, you could say, but I mean the, the only the two main guys that mattered Miami, the team last but... year are still there. Miami, I mean they they still have most of their same guys though. It's like a couple little little. There's like Chicago. I feel like really reshaped the roster. So uh, that that I usually look forward to. But again, I you know Chicago is not doing much for me. But uh, it's the Western Conference, and I'm I'm always obsessed with the West. Uh, I just think that you know. One through ten are usually pretty stout teams, and uh, it's really how two through seven is going to fall out here in the regular season, uh, especially the how the Warriors are going to fall in all this with with the Clay injury and how Clay Thompson's going to look. I mean, I'm Clay Thompson's probably one of my all time favorite basketball players to watch, and uh, I, I'm really hoping he can get back to at least you know. 85% of what he was before these two just, you know, awful injuries for a basketball player. Uh, but two through seven is just interesting to me because you got teams that are banged up, like, you know, the Clippers, Kawhi's not playing this year. Jamal Murray on Denver, like, he probably will come back, but, you know, what's he going to be? Off the, I know everyone thinks, everyone, everybody thinks that everybody's Adrian Peterson, right? And, you know, they're going to they're gonna be. ACLs are just they, yeah, yeah, AC, yeah, ACL is basically, you know, like a, a broken thumb. <laughs> and it's like, that's yeah, just, just not. Ro- the, rolling your ankle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just not. Listen, like, you know, Adrian Peterson, like the Terrell Owens, like the super freaks of the world are, you know, just. They, they're just not everybody. So, um, you know, there's two spots there that are open, you know, Portland. Uh, Phoenix, the Lake. Like I, I just feel like there's a big jumble there from two to seven, and I'm really looking forward to see which team kind of step, which teams step in there and take advantage of some of these teams that are going to be hurt here for pretty much the whole season. So that's what I got my own. Like, like I said, especially, especially the Warriors because I think they have, uh, they have the potential to do a lot to go a lot of different ways here. All right. Um... Cool. I'll, I'm going to piggyback off of you guys, um, off of you, Drew, with new new faces, uh, new places. But, um, you know, how dare you disrespect my boy Kemba coming coming to the Knicks? Uh, super looking forward to that. Um, and uh, you you know you mentioned did he played tonight. Did he act? Did he actually dress and play tonight? He did. No, I know. I'm just yeah. Um, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned um. Uh, Chicago, which will be interesting, but and on a related note, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what the Cavs can pull together. Oh God! Um, nah, man, Laurie Markkinen, he was the thing before you know he kind of went down. And I mean, I love Mobley, the draft pick, like yeah. Sexton and Garland. I know that's probably a, a move lane. waiting to happen, but like. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like on all the podcasts I've listened to, they're like this like sexy team. People like are really high on this year, and I'm just like, yeah. No, well, I'll get into. I'm my like, you pay you pay Jared Allen a hundred. You like, pay Jared Allen a hundred million dollars when you didn't, when you didn't have to. You're still the Cavs. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I do, but I'm saying I do want to see how that comes. Like they're 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 entering. Like remember how I was like high on the Kings like a few years ago? Yeah, and yes. and the Hawks. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I want to see how these teams gel. <laughs> 
Uh, oh wait, well the Hawks jailed. No, I know you're the, just your 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 irrational love of the Kings was so funny to me. <laughs> well, it was before it was apparent that they were just a dumpster fire. Yeah, I like, know it was just I it was just so funny. I was to like, me. oh, was they're like, building something, and then they just like just lit a match, and it's like, oh no, they're, it's just a bonfire. That's all they're building. <laughs> they they lit they lit the match, and they just kept lighting more <laughs> matches and throwing more yeah. kerosene on it. Yeah, oh, it's great. Um, but I. I will say that my number one thing I wrote down, and this is a complete homer pick, is I 100% want to see Mamush Kalashvili with the Bucks, and just I think I think he's gonna just have an awesome year with, with them. I, I can't wait. So um, that that's that's James what I'm James, for James Harden was excited to see him too last night. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> um. All right. So starting at number two. Yes. How. In the world, does the Ben Simmons saga play out? We're, we're going straight to you. Let's cowards. go. Cowards. What? Cowards. They're all cowards. Still one of the most uh, re-listened to segments of this podcast. Uh, so obviously yesterday, <laughs> yesterday things got wild when Simmons uh, got kicked out of practice by Doc Rivers for Coach not Carter being style. Yeah, for not being engaged, and it, it's. I just, I'd love to just sit down with Rich Paul and be like, Rich, like, what are you telling this kid? Like, you realize, like, like this just makes him look worse and worse, right? Um, listen, it. I, here's how how I would love it to play out. I, I, I have no problem with the Sixers, you know, holding holding ground, saying, listen, like, we're not just giving up this guy that we have under contract for four years for nothing. Like, we're not doing it. We are. We're getting we're getting a package that is maybe not you know a dollar for dollar, but we're getting what we want. We're not just gonna we're just not gonna give him away, and we're not gonna pay him. And that's what I really love about this because Simmons Simmons and his, and Clutch, those clutch guys they uh, you know they pound their chest and you know hey maybe you should have read the rule book that the team that trades for Ben eventually can't give him his money back. <laughs> so that money's gone. So now like that's why he showed up. Um, so I just I you know. I, I, this whole thing about the distraction, the energy, I always think that shit's overblown. It's like, like Embiid's sitting there. Like, you think Embiid's like gonna play differently tonight because he had to answer questions about Ben and practice? Like, what else? He's got to go to the media. What else is he gonna do? Answer questions about oh, how the layup line go today? So I, I think that's overblown. At the end of the day, I I think that the Kings are the team <laughs> to pick on the Kings that end up being the trade partner for Simmons. Because I think that, uh, you know, they, nothing's working for them. So, like, you have to find a team here that just kind of says, fuck it. Like, let's just shake it up. Like, what we're doing's not working. Let's get it. We're never going to have an opportunity to get a player like Simmons. And for all his shortcomings on, the, on shooting the basketball, this guy, he can't shoot the basketball and doesn't shoot it and still averages 17, 9, and 8 in his sleep and is the best perimeter defender in the NBA outside of Kawhi Leonard. So like that doesn't grow on trees. So some of our buddies that shortchange him and acts like that's like pff, that's nothing, you're wrong. Um and no, so I think that's wrong. I I I'm not. So <laughs> I, I think I, I think that so a mid market team, a team that's never gonna have the chance to get him is gonna do it. And I think it's the Kings. I think they eventually crack and they give up some some package of healed Fox or Bagley and, and maybe a couple of draft picks. Uh, the Bagley situation now, his agent releasing How something. How is he, like, so useless? How is Bagley so useless? He just can't stay healthy. 
it's like he's not in shape. He's never he's never in game shape because he's never healthy. So it's like what what are you like what are you gonna do? Um, and that's the so problem. So so that's what I think. And like if I'm if I'm if I'm the Kings and we had this argument and Tori, you can weigh in on this. Like, do you for De'Aaron Fox right? And I think you brought it mm-hmm. up, Tori, on our preview last year. De'Aaron Fox, this is, he hasn't even gotten them to the play-in game the last two years. So, like, he's never going to – I don't think he'll ever be an all-star. And I love Fox, but I don't think he's going to be an all-star. I think he's a really good player, but he's not hes not getting you even to the play-in game. So what good is it to just pay him for four years at a max contract and just keep just going back in circles, which you know isn't going to happen? Like, you don't know what might happen with Simmons. Like, maybe you get Simmons in there. Maybe him and Halliburton play well together. Halliburton can actually be the point guard. The Kings can say, listen, we're trading for you. Hey, Rich Paul – like he's got to accept that he's going to play the wing. He's going to be a point forward. He's not playing point guard for us. So we're not doing this deal. Uh, I, I don't know why the Kings wouldn't do that. And that's why I think it's them. And they just, they want to get rid of buddy healed. Like he's basically a throw in, which is crazy. Given the fact that he's one of the best three, like spot up three point shooters in the NBA the last three years. I think he, it's like him, it's him, Seth and somebody else. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Um, and so that's I why throw I, out, I throw out the Morrises Joe, or was it Joe, Joe Harris, Harris? Or over the last three years, not last last year. Harris was number was by end the Morris guys. They were up there. Um, but over the last like three or four years, it's been him. And so that's what I think happens. But like this, like teams, like you just have to understand in the NBA, like mid market teams, like that can't get these kind of guys. Like they, they have to roll the dice. Minnesota would love to do it, but like, they just don't have anything. Like the Sixers don't want D'Angelo Russell. Like they would take Anthony Edwards, but I don't think they're going to give up Edwards. Um, you know, right. that's just what I, that's how I think it ends up. But again, right. I people that are shitting on the hold on, hold on, don't don't stop me. People that are like, oh, the Sixers should just get rid of him, blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, stop. Like this is just dumb. Like anyone that's doing that, like Jay Williams is big on this. That's just somebody that's got an agenda that wants to have connections to the players. And to like you know the that agency to get interviews and be in the know like there is no there is no situation or scenario here where they can spin this that Ben's not at fault and the bad guy. Go ahead, Tori. Time's yours. All right. Well, I'm gonna read the first line that I wrote. It's uh, two words. Who cares? Boo. <laughs> Boo. But Spoken then, like a true Knicks fan. But then I wrote that. I, Kind of similar to what you said, except for I've put that, you know, Phillies, they're going to hold on to Ben, out of, probably out of spite, not pay him. Uh, the team is going to suffer because that's whatever, $30 million worth of salary that you're not putting onto the court. Uh, you know, they could if they make a trade now, they could at least have serviceable players in there for these next, whatever, 10, 15 games, however long this takes to play out. Uh so the team's going to suffer. What you know? I mean, let's not undersell how good Ben Simmons was last year. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Like he, he was really good. <laughs> so if he's not on the court, like the, the Sixers are less of a team with him not there. Like, yeah. I, you know. So you know, it, you say, I agree. Well, you say a distraction. The distracting part is not having you know, worthwhile NBA players on the court. Correct. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there. So the team's going to suffer, and then it's going to – I feel like they're going to drag it out longer than it needs to, and they're going to end up trading him for pennies on the dollar. Like, I have – like, what what part of 
Phillies trading history makes you feel like they're going to navigate this trade. I mean, Daryl Mor- yeah, but Morley's Morley's never been the GM there, and he he there's not many. Tra- I mean, he he's usually made pretty good trades outside of the Westbrook trade that he did for James Harden. Yeah, Morey has a track record. I agree. the the uh, The Sixers outside of him, I agree. But like Morey is, he's not just going to give him up. And the reason why I don't worry about that, Tori, like to your point here, these fifteen games, I just think that they're thinking we we're those penny for the dollar deals are always going to be there. We if we hold on to him till December, and if this is just a lot of confidence in Joel, because the one another difference in this situation is other situations like Davis Simmons is not the best player on the team. They have a top five NBA player that can carry them and win win games against bad teams because there's a lot of bad teams in the league. So I still think they can stay in the top four or five you know seed picture here in the East through the through the uh, you know Christmas without Ben. And so I think that they're going to say in December when some of these teams like that think they're like the Bulls, for example, who think that they made the greatest moves ever and are finally going to crack the playoffs. They start out four and 15. They're going to panic and they're going to make a panic move. So he's waiting till that time happens for some of these teams to then say, all right, like now this this is literally the best we're ever going to do. Now let's just do it. There's risk there. You're rolling the dice, but it's not just despite Ben. It's they—they they are not going to give up a guy that's there for four years. And I don't think the league—I don't think Silver in the league wants him to do that either, or have him just go home and pay him not to play. It's a terrible precedent because at that point, why even have contracts? Every everybody should just be one-year contracts, and that's it. No guaranteed money. Yeah, I—I just—I just don't see Philly handling the best. Like I said, I think the team's going to suffer. I think they're going to end up. Uh, you know, not coming out of the gates the way they like, and they're going to be the one pushing the panic. But yeah, yeah. The, uh, congratulations beating the Pelicans, who, uh, who they got no healthy big road on. win, big road win. <laughs> uh, where do you one, pick, one if, you, if you had to get? Well, and we go, we'll go to the next one. But pick a team. Where do what team do you think he ends up on? That's a, that's a tough one. I'd have to go. I, I'd have to look through some of these rosters here. Just pick a team. Uh, Just pick a team. Well, I let, let me say, let me jump in because um, my, okay, answer, yeah. my my answer is that he sits the whole season. Ooh. Um, because honestly, who I, I drew? I I just I think you are overestimating the mid market's desire to get somebody like that. I, like, I disagree. But I, go ahead. Okay, uh, that uh, that's my opinion. I okay. I, I don't think there's there. They need to be more judicious with their contracts than a bigger market, and so I don't think like having a disgruntled player who refuses to get better for that money is doesn't fit. So uh, I and and to your point, I don't think that, I think the the Sixers will wait for the right deal. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it presents itself this year. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know why you're poo-pooing Minnesota because that's the team I had in mind. And like, why wouldn't they take D'Angelo Russell? Like, because an actual he's because he's because first off, Maury hates him, and he just he he's just a he's he's not he's not a guy that's going to he'll he'll make he'll make all star he'll make an all star game like I said he would, but he's not a game changer, and that's what Maury wants. Like, if they were gonna throw Edwards in the deal, right, for Simmons, and then you pair Simmons, Russell, and Cat. Maury would say, "All right, give us Russell Beasley and three and two firsts. and I think the Sixers would be like, "All right, cool." But like the the Wolves just want to give up Beasley contracts and like a first round pick. It's like, dude, like get to the back of the line. So D'Angelo Russell's not actually good. 
Like, like I, no, I, like I'm not I've saying I'm not, for years. <laughs> so. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he. Oh, he, look my, who come full circle on D'Angelo that's just, Russell. That's that's for compared to Ben Simmons. That's pennies on the dollar. As I said, they were yeah, an for. actual productive NBA player versus yeah, pennies, not pennies on the NBA pennies on the pennies on the dollar compared to yeah, Simmons. Yeah, exactly. That's, and what, you're that's saying, what we're telling you. Who's going to do? You're saying that's what they're going to have to settle for at the deadline. No, I'm saying that that the pennies on the dollar deal will always be there. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Fox healed in a first is pennies on the dollar. I. I. I fucking love that deal if they could get that. Like I said, you I love Fox. Thinking I'm thinking. You ready for this, Drew? Oh, uh, please say. Please say the one. Please say the one that I. I. I think should do this. Go ahead. I'm thinking they're gonna end up with the Pacers. Oh uh, nah, they can't trade Malcolm. Brogdon. They can't trade why, him because they just extended him. So what? It's some it's some weird rule. I was listening oh, to the. There's a rule that prevents. I've already listened. Yeah, I've already listened to two podcasts today where they they talked about how Brogdon can't be traded because of the extension he just signed. Gotcha. Yeah, but well, I, I'm with still you. Still, Mouse Turner is an expiring contract. Uh, you got that. You could probably throw in uh like a Ty Warren type, and maybe one one other player and a, and a pick. That they'll, they'll the, never take that. The dark horse. It would be interesting for me. I, I don't. The I don't Warriors, know. Toronto. No, I was going to say the Lakers because, like, here, like you I think more. S- you think Morey would trade for Westbrook again? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, no, he would. No, that's not going to happen. Well, the I'm one. Say, okay, can I at least? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm excited. I'm excited about this one because I have so I many scenarios. Go ahead. I apologize. It's <laughs> all right. We're going to go for three hours tonight. Keep going. It's <laughs> all right. Um, but what I was going to say is that I could see a scenario where like, th- look, the Lakers and we'll get into the Lakers, but like they all need the ball in their hands and th- none of them play defense. So yeah. if they could trade for a, a facilitating point guard who is happy to not shoot and yeah. just get the ball out of his hands and will play defense, that's a fit. And you can get back a caliber of a player of Russell Westbrook, even though he's not really a winning player, but that's probably the best talent wise you could get back. Maybe that's a fit. Yeah. Well, the the, the problem is morally, more morally, he's not going to trade for that loser again, and Embiid <laughs> him and Embiid hate each other, so that's well, not going to happen. Dr- Drummond and Embiid hate can each I, other. Well, that's fair. Point. Yeah. I mean, Drummond's just a backup, a million, a vet minimum guy that can cut if he cuts any problems. Can I make one quick case for the Warriors, and then we can move on? Sure. And I was thinking because I was thinking about your point, Jo, about the the hack of Ben, how it takes the ball to Curry's hand. But two things. My whole point with the Warriors, and after watching them play last night, is if if Kaminga, am I saying that right? Because Mikey's making fun of me that I keep calling him Kamingus. Uh, it's Kaminga. <laughs> if Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman aren't going to really crack your rotation this year or next year, Wiseman's a little different, but the way Bajelica, and I'll say his name wrong 75 times this year, <laughs> the way he looked last night and the potential he has – if he keeps that up, like Wiseman's only going to get 15 minutes a game. Um, if those three guys aren't going to get minutes because you have Lee, Toscana Anderson, and Poole, why would you not trade those three guys and three firsts that are going to be in the late 20s for for Ben Simmons to where you can add, again, 
the best peri- the best perimeter defender in the NBA, which the team that's what the, the Warriors need defense because they're basically everyone's like, oh, Clay Clay's gonna come back and solve their defense. This guy that's coming off an ACL and a blown Achilles, man, and now you're gonna ask him to guard the best the best player on the other team night in and night out and be running around the way he's used to off the of screens to get open threes. Like, why would you not just get a younger, more athletic Draymond Green who you really don't need to score the basketball? You just need him to facilitate and run and run the offense the way that Draymond does it for for guys that you're not going to use like and you have him under contract for four years and like you're just planning around Curry now like I you know I I don't see why that doesn't make sense and to your point J.O. that you were like you made up a great point we talked about this on one of the pods you don't like that because the Hackaben then takes the ball out of Curry's hands well how about how about this when those teams draw take those quick four fouls to get the penalty and then foul Ben and put him on the foul line you can take him out of the game, and you just bring in Eagle Dot. Like you have guys that can can uh, fill his defensive assignments in small stretches, and now those teams are in the penalty, putting Steph Curry and Clay Thompson at the line on little baby reaching fouls. I, I just don't know why. If they, uh, to me, if, if I'm the Warriors, and I, and again, if I'm not, if I if, if I don't see how I'm getting those young guys minutes the next two seasons, I, I, I'm making the tra- I'm, I'm making the trade, and I'm not even hesitating. But that's me. All right, um, we can move on. I just, I, that's, I that's, say, that's we can talk about my, that forever. I, I have but number three pulled up. Yeah, I mean, it's sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's it's good, man. It's good. It's good. Good info. But yeah, we are going to move on. Um, okay. All right. Which team is under more pressure to win this year for starting number three? Uh, Lakers or the Nets? Tori, Jay, you what do you think? Off this one. Why don't you roll this one first? Me? Oh, my answer is short. Uh, I just say the Nets simply because. LeBron has already brought a championship to LA, so I mean that. Yeah, but it's a fake one, so whatever. Well, everyone except for Drew will. (laughs) Everyone except for Drew will will remember it. But uh, (laughs) Tori, what's your answer there? Uh, See, I'm on the opposite side of this. I'm uh, I'm saying Lakers because their their window is very very short. Like they have maybe two to three more seasons where it's a pot like a legit possibility if they don't win this season they might not get another chance like this could like i think lebron will definitely be there one to two more seasons um you know anthony davis obviously he's broken down a lot in his younger days as he gets older like what's his body gonna do yeah all, all these guys are you know half their team's over 34 years old like what? Like what's their what's their options? Like they they need to get it done now. And whereas I think the Nets are in a much better position to have like maybe a five year stretch where they could hope to get maybe one or two. Yeah, I'm I'm with you too, Tori. It's it's definitely the Lakers. One kind of what I what I brought up. What I'm looking forward to, given the injuries to the two teams that I think actually pose legitimate threats to them i still i think me and you both think denver would have won the finals last year if murray doesn't get hurt i, I know i did i think but i think you were somewhat on that bandwagon i I, me. I had them to make a run but i you I like still had the bucks i'm sorry i had the bucks or i'm sorry to make the finals not to win but to yeah. come out of the west if if murray had, um, had been healthy well anyway we'll, regardless we'll get to our season preview yeah, yeah yeah regardless last year i i after they made the gordon trade i was all in on the on Denver. So I think the fact that you have those injuries in the West, so it's not as, it's not going to be as competitive. Um, and you still don't know what you're going to get with Clay Thompson, but yeah, like those guys are just getting old. And the problem is 
like all these guys on the one-year contracts because every year it's going to be oh like chemistry 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 like they're all going to be gone if they lose this year like the nine new guys they brought in lebron he's gonna be like get them all out bring in new guys and the only guys you're gonna be able to bring in on these minimum deals like are gonna be more old guys that can't play defense and LeBron's LeBron's good when Davis is there because he can play free safety and Davis can clean up mistakes. And he, in the fourth quarter, he he can turn it up because he's not playing defense in the first three. But then you got Westbrook and his contract, and Westbrook's not a good defender. Like anyone that thinks he is, I, I don't know what you're watching. But now you're stuck with him. So I, you absolutely, I think it's absolutely the Lakers. And for the Nets, I think I, I don't say the Nets because they're not going to give Kyrie the extension. I don't know if that means. I don't know if he's got one more. Is it this at the end of this year or next year that he's a free agent? Does anyone know that? Kyrie, uh, this is his third season under contract, I believe, at the end of next season. Okay, so I was gonna say, so I mean, they he, still he, have they possibly have a player option. Yeah, they still. Yeah, I think I think he did a three and one, so I think it's a player option after this summer. Um, but they that like that's cap that will open for them to get a third star. Like the Lakers don't have that ability because they're going to be hampered with Westbrook. Um, and nobody's going to trade for him. I I wouldn't think in a in a year from now. So I, I think that's it. And plus Kyrie to me, Kyrie is still tradable. Um, to the right team that you know that doesn't have the mandates. Even though I he's just being a weirdo for the sake of being a weirdo now. Uh, whereas to me, like Westbrook is not. And the Lakers can't trade Davis. Like, I don't know how you trade Davis. I, I mean, I, I would, nothing would shock me, but I I think you need him because of how good he is defensively. Oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely okay. one of the best uh, rim protectors in, in the yeah. league. Yeah. He just cle- he cleans up everyone's mistakes on that team. I'll never forget that game against the Warriors, the playing game, where he somehow defended, like, four guys within, like, eight feet of him in that last possession the Warriors tried to get a shot off. It's, just, it's, it's incredible, like, what he cleans up. Nice. Okay. Um, so starting at number four, Knicks for clicks. Um, <laughs> we did go here? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I was oh, joking. Yeah. I, don't for... need, I don't Like, my four is blank because you never got back to me. But No, nah, man. We got to get the clicks. So we got to talk about the Knicks. Baby. Click, click, click. One and um, oh. One and oh on the season, baby. Kem- Kem- Kemba's in town now. I want to see. Are they actually going to play Obi Toppin this year? Like He, he played a lot like, tonight, right? Yeah. I know, I know. You, there were some texts flying back and forth about Obi Wan, but uh, Obi Trice, I real name dude, no gimmicks. I think, um, I think they're actually going to be a little bit better this year because, I mean, Derrick Rose will be there the whole year. Um, yeah, it, I don't see he how played they could 20, play twenty eight minutes tonight. I don't see how they could play him and Kemba at the same time. Like that might be weird, but like. And then, like I said, with the growth of Obi, like I, they might be better this year. Quite honestly, like I kind of expect them to be. Uh, so, Tori, you're the Knicks guy. Let's kick it to you for a little bit. All right. Um, so, the Knicks, while they have talent, I am going to be looking forward to see how they gel. Um, I'm trying to find the the their full entire roster because right now it's Mitchell Robinson is what everybody's all excited about well I've I've loved Mitchell Robinson since the first time I played him he or saw him play I was like oh do we not do we we not know do we not know about your 10-day contract with the Knicks Uh, (laughs) uh, he he he, I like what he does we're talking about Jared Allen getting 100 million I think 
Mitchell Robinson could get that. He, the guy could rebound. He could protect the rim. He could get up and uh, do some vertical spacing, as as they used to call it uh, back in the uh, Lob City days. Uh, no, I I, I think uh, I, I like uh, Mitchell Robinson. Seventeen uh, boards today, too. Yeah, that many? Jeez. Seventeen. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I think he's got a nice future out of him. He's still young. Um, my my issue is so their backcourt situation is very. They have. I want. I'll say they have depth, but they're all like above average, not great. You know, like so. Here here's their their backcourt situation. You got R.J. Barrett, Alec Burks, Fournier. Uh, you got Emmanuel Quickly, Derek Rose. Then you got Kemba Walker, and it's like who, like how do you find enough time and enough shots for all those guys? Who plays where? How do you, you know, it's it's going to be a tough situation to to sort out to figure out like what rotations work best and who who work, plays best with who and what do you want in crunch time? So I I kind of see and with I feel like the their their front court is kind of thin. They got like. Julius Randle, Robinson, they played Obi Toppin tonight. But you get past those guys, and, you know, I don't even – like, they played this Sims guy who I don't know if he's going to be a worthwhile contributor. They got Norlands Noel, who's somehow still in the league. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Knox can't even sniff the floor. I don't think Taj Gibson played a lick tonight. Like, I just – I feel like with their backcourt, someone there has got to move to get them some – front court depth which is funny because like two years ago they signed every power forward that was available in free agency <laughs> and now i think they have like one of those guys left i think julius randall is the only like holdover i think maybe i don't know yeah. if we got i was gonna say the best the best pa- I, I was considering him a three i was gonna say the best the best of those power forwards they look they look good in milwaukee what bobby portis portis yeah uh. yeah uh so it, it's this they're kind of in like a weird spot. Like I don't understand like how this team, and I think Jeff Van Gundy touched on it too. Is like they don't have like a pass first player on their roster. Like everyone gets the ball and wants to shoot. Like yeah. Um, one thing that they did tonight that I was not expecting for them is they ran a little bit more. They they were kind of they got uh some fast break points, which uh, is not typical of a Tom Thibodeau team. You know, he's more slow it down, half court kind of stuff. Um, so I kind of see them to go that direction where they try and slow the pace more as the season goes on just because that's what Thibodeau does. So it, I yeah. don't know. It, I mean, they got a lot going on. Um, All right. I, I don't like the Fournier contract. I, I feel like he's a Nobody little likes bit. Nobody likes the Well, I mean, you, I mean, you, like you, you know what that contract in their minds is going to gonna help facilitate. What's that? Damian Lillard. Ugh. That's 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 why it's there. That's why they signed him to that deal. So, uh, and, um, never, and never paid good, him. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying that's happening. I'm saying, but that's yeah. I I know when they gave him that money, it's like, well, if we do have a we got we got to make it to match the, the 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 contract of Lillard, so that way when we when we propose this, all the numbers match. Yeah. Uh, all right, Drew, toss it over to you, Nick, for clicks. Where I'm going to say this now, we're at the 38 minute mark. I'm gonna uh, we're, try we're and get good. this done in the in the by the hour mark. Uh, we're going three hours tonight. Um, <laughs> I'll be quick. I I think they're I think they're gonna be 
worse, just worse in the standings last year, just because I think some other teams just got better. And to Tory's point, I think they have a lot of guys, but they just don't have a lot of above average guys. They just kind of got a lot of guys in the middle. If Kemba, if if you if you were going to tell me that Kemba Walker was going to play 60, 65 games at a you know an offensively kind of look like Kemba Walker defensively, I mean he's atrocious, so it doesn't matter. Then I'd say you know what I I I, I think they could get back to that like stay in that five six range that they were in last year. I oh, know they were four last year, they were right? The four seed last year. They four. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So I'd say yeah, maybe they could stay there, but like I. If Kemba Walker plays forty-five games this year, I'd be shocked. So that for that for that reason, I'm out. All right. Um, I just can't wait till he hits a game-winning shot at the Garden again, and I'm just like, yes. Um, okay. And uh, the our number five of the starting five, which star, quote unquote, star or real star, player asks or gets traded? Drew, let's start with you. Uh, I'm going to go Brandon Ingram. I don't think oh. he, I don't think he's going to ask. I think that whatever, and now listen, you, everyone that listens, I'm a huge Zion fan. I love that kid, but I think they're going to start to feel the pressure, which is crazy because it's only year three and he's been hurt half his time there. There's rumors that he was over 300 pounds at one point this summer. Uh, but already, like, there's, like, the disgruntledness from that you're getting, you know, stories out there that he's with the organization. So uh, I think they they move Ingram and they try to just start getting some pieces that maybe maybe make sense. Um, and I think he's the guy that goes. I, I, I just – I don't think – Carl Anthony Towns is, I think, an easy – would be another easy guy for this. But, like, I Minnesota, I don't think he's going to let him go. So I'm going to go Brandon Ingram. Uh, you know what? Let me piggyback it, and then I'll kick it to you, Tori, because Cat was the guy I had written down. Okay. Um, And maybe they just – because I feel like they're not going to be in the playoff position. They're going to say, like, hey, like, D'Angelo Russell's not – he's probably still kind of young because he came in so young in the league. But, like, he's younger than Cat. And then, you know, with – um, oh, what's his name that they drafted? There was Edwards. Rookie, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Edwards from Georgia. They're going to be like, you know what? We could probably get a King's Ransom and, like, have a younger nucleus and maybe start over. So that's kind of what I'm wondering. Imagine imagine if the Warriors got Towns. Oof. Something like that. Like, if they gave up their young, their like you said, their young draft picks plus a couple more draft picks, and then many might be able to, like, build from that maybe. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the easy answer is Kawhi. Um <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's gonna get moved. He's what? gonna get moved. Not playing. <laughs> say, yeah. Are you talking about like moves on the uh, like on the trainers on the trainer table? Oh, I was right. gonna say yeah. No, what? I just think is he'll be like he'll be like even though he's not playing, they'll be like not in contention, and he'll be like, eh, just trade me, and, uh, and they'll be. I was not expecting that. So my okay, guess is, my, I'm guessing he has a no trade clause. Is that a thing in the NBA? It is, but I don't think he has one. Yeah, I just feel like he'll request a trade because, like, the, it'll, Paul George will basically be like the Pacers of the West, and like not be in the playoff picture. And Kawhi's gonna be like, "Why am I gonna come back?" And, Paul, like, Paul George, injured? Paul George is gonna be what, the Pacers of the West. What did I say? You said Paul George is gonna be the Pacers of the West. Yeah, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it, yeah, the, the Pacers situation. I got, I got it. Oh, oh, I thought, I thought you just, I thought you just basically, you know, renamed the Clippers Paul George. 
<laughs> I mean, they no, made they made no, Zwobi. No. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's what I'm saying. It's basically going to look like the Pacers did back when they had only Paul George or the Thunder when they had only Paul George. And it's going to be like, yeah, you know, they're not going to be in the playoff position. And Kawhi's going to be like, "Eh, I'm not coming back and hustling because Kawhi just for whatever reason, after like everything that's happened, Kawhi just like doesn't want to show up and hustle. Like, I don't know why. But like I like he's gonna be like eh, I'm not into this like just just trade me the Kawhi, anyway. the Kawhi hate on the two beers pod <laughs> continues. I, I go ahead, Tori. So I mean I could see a couple people moving. I could see a CJ McCollum getting traded. Um, but the one I have, the specific trade I have, is De'Aaron Fox. Yes. Four. Oh, the pregnant pause. Kyrie Irving. Ooh, that's a sexy little, sexy little because trade. I like it. And in the Kings' mind, they go, "Oh, we could get a chance to have a guy who has like playoff experience. He's got championship experience, and he's not on a crazy contract for a long time that we could get rid of in like a little bit if it doesn't work out." And you know, the fucking Nets are just like, "Hey, give me anyone for Kyrie because we can't stand him anymore." <laughs> And you get a guy back of Fox's caliber. I think he fit, would fit in very nicely with the Nets. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, think I that- see that on a basketball. I see that from a basketball perspective. But California has probably more restrictions than New York, so I don't know how. Like it's like the him Kings. They're like, oh, in the Kings' mind, they could. They're, they're justified <laughs> being, but like, oh, next year we won't have to worry about that. So. You know, like, yeah, I mean, it's... Because it, by the time they make the trade, what, when's it going to be? Like, you know? Yeah, okay. 20 games in or whatever? All right. Listen, I'm the point guard here. Back back screen, okay? Backdoor okay. screen. Here we go. Moving on to the next segment. Drew, what team will surprise people going from bad to good? Whew. This is a complete Homer-esque pick. It's going to be completely wrong, but I'm sticking with it. The Orlando Magic. Really? Two words. I have no idea what your obsession with the Orlando Magic is. Two words. (laughs) Jalen Suggs. (laughs) Oh, there it is. I love him. One word. Bust. Ah, stop it. You're crazy. I love him. I don't care. I I will buy his jersey. I will do whatever. I just I re- I just read on my notes. Sug 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 sugs. Listen, I just this might be completely wrong. Drew I just don't trust. No, listen, like the ex- <laughs> to me the expectation for the Magic are last or second to last in the Eastern Conference. So making the play in would be <laughs> way exceeding expectations. Um, and it looks like they're finally going to actually play Mobamba at the five and like play him. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, maybe they'll actually trade him and get some assets back. Did I tell Isaac? You, did I tell you what the announcer said about Bo Bamba last year? No. I was watching a game, and I think it was the Celtics announcer. Was like, yeah, if this guy cared about basketball, worked on his game, he'd be a top player in this league. But he doesn't. <laughs> and I was like, how can you go on the air and say that about a guy? Yeah, like, that's, that's pretty bad. Like, oh my uh, gosh. I also, I also irrationally love Wendell Carter. Uh, he's there. Isaac's healthy. And they got the they got the Wagner brothers. How is this not going to be anything but delicious? I'm going magic, 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 magic. Oh man, you're Jay selling me on Lynn it. I love the Wagner brothers. Suggs. You're selling Suggs. I'm totally in. I'm in. You sold me, Tori. Who, who's go? Yours? I think mine's a pretty obvious one. I got I got the Chicago Bulls. Ugh. Love their pickups. 
They could hurt you from all depths. They got three-point shooters. They got mid-range guys. They got down-low players. I just think they can get you from everywhere. The only question with, I have with the Bulls is going to be their defense. Are they going to have enough defense to stop no. you and keep themselves in the game? But I, that's my only question with them. I definitely yeah, I feel, think I've, they make a push this year, and I definitely see them as the team that goes from bad to good. See, I feel like people, yeah, I guess I phrased it a little differently. I feel like most people actually like think the Bulls are going to be in the playoff picture. I think they're going to disappoint and not be, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, that's a, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if Zach Levine can finally figure out how to actually win basketball games. My uh, my pick was, again, Drew, because you said bad to good. Uh, so I picked the Cavs. I'm, I don't know why I'm in that. Uh, similar. Everybody I'm is. I'm kind every, of. Everybody, every, or it's funny. Oh, I'm everyone. sorry. I don't listen to 10 NBA podcasts like you, okay? I didn't, oh, no, no, I'm just saying. I you're not, I mean, you're not. I'm saying you're not crazy. Mind. Like, every, every, that's every, the way to do it. You're not on the island. Everybody is. Um, but I, I, I have to say, though, I wrote down next to my note, still not making the playoffs. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll be better, though. They'll... Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny because everybody's like everybody's got their eyes on Garland this year, and he's untouchable, and he's going to go off. Uh, what did he end? Oh, he got some garbage time points. He ended up being 5 for 15 with 13. But at, at, at one point, he was like 1 for 9 with like 4 points. All right, and – Total Seton Hall reference here. Coming up short, air ball, like a Tony L free throw. Air ball session. Drew, <laughs> what team will disappoint people going from good to bad? <laughs> so, I this isn't good. It's not bad that they're not going to make the playoffs, but I think people are going to ha- have way too high expectations of the Miami Heat. I hmm. think the Heat are going to – I just think the heaters still going to, be, which is crazy because they probably had one of the best off seasons of all the teams. I think we said this in the uh, Dorothy Shams uh, pod back in the summer. Like, I just think they're still going to be a five, six seed. Like, I, I don't think they're going to really excel in the regular season. I have no idea how they're going to score like points, which was kind of their issue last year. Cause sometimes Jimmy goes in this weird mode where he's like, I'm the best player, but I'm only going to score four points, and somehow we're going to try to win. Uh, like I don't think Lowry solves that problem. Uh, PJ Tucker's probably one of the most overrated players in the NBA, based oh. on yeah, <laughs> only only PJ Tucker You're can have 35. Right. Uh, only PJ Tucker can have a guy drop 40 points on him and not score a basket, and it'd be like, God, this guy, you got to have him. Lock and I like PJ. Blue guy, blue guy. Lock and I like PJ. I like him, but it's Lord's like it's the best man. Let's him score yeah. 48. Yeah, Durant him, scored 40. Ah, it was a tough. It was a tough 40. Yeah, Durant. Durant shot. He shot. He scored 40 on on 60 percent. On 60 percent shooting. Um, so I just I just don't know how they're gonna score. Like, listen, if Hero. I mean, his comments the other day were so hilarious. I love his irrational confidence in himself. If if Hero steps up, maybe, (laughs) and goes back to the bubble, because crazy how all these guys that played well in the bubble back last year and, like, under normal circumstances, like, went back to what they are. Um, Maybe they score. I I think they're going to be a six seed, maybe a five. They're going to be trouble in the playoffs in in a series because of the way they play, but I just, I, yeah. I think I it's gotcha. the Miami Heat for me. All right, Tori, airball. Who's going to go from good to bad? Well, if you want to go from good to bad. Oh, okay. God, I know what he's going to say. You're damn right you know what I'm going to say. You had to be good, like a, a number one seed, perchance. Mm-hmm. And if you're a number one seed, there's nowhere to go but sideways and down. And they ain't going sideways. The Sixers are going 
on a fall, not all the way down to the basement. They're not going to be a basement team. They still got it's going they, they, down. They still got talent, but they're I'm not going to. They're certainly not going to be the team they were last year. Where, yeah. you know that I, I'm not giving away any of my positions at this point in the podcast because we want to drag the listeners in for a full listen. Oh yeah, uh, welcome everyone. But I don't see the Sixers continuing to win games be the one seed yeah to be the one seed to win the games they won last year and i mean it sucks because i love joe Embiid and he is mvp caliber when healthy but what if he gets injured again what if he misses 25 yeah. games which like is Huge a complete problem. possibility Agreed. then what, what then where are the sixers like I, uh, I, I agree. I, I definitely see yeah, them. Good, good pick. I, I, I do, I do feel good about it though, because I think last year Tori predicted them what to be the eight seed, seven seed. I, I had no, no. I had them. Oof, my, my notes. My notes on the Sixers were first round playoff exit. Uh, okay, gotcha. They made two gotcha. rounds. Congratulations. I gotcha. Was uh, you were pretty down on them last year. <laughs> um, you were pretty my, down. My team that I, I'm gonna take the Celtics. I like. Uh, yeah, like they got. They were good last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they I, weren't even good last how, how year. How much for, they were like the seventh seed? Eight. They were, yeah, they, they were, they were in the playing game. Like, how yeah. much further do you expect them to fall? I, well, I just fe- I, okay, okay. You know what? Never. Mind. No, you're fine. I'm just gonna no, say no, they no, weren't no, even no, good no, last no, year. No, like, no, you well, I, no, you can do it because I hate the Celtics. So by all means, pick the Celtics. Guy, give your reason. No, stick with it. Don't, don't be, don't let us bully you. Go. I don't care. You had some reasons. Go ahead. I want to hear them. I do too. Uh. No, my. I just wanted to point out that they brought back uh, Horford. Yeah, the most overrated guy loser. in the league. What a loser. I don't know if he played and, tonight. Loser. He did they, it. No. They moved their coach to GM and brought in somebody else. I don't know. So they're just like, what are they? What are they doing? Adoka? Like had, Come on, bro. It's a spur these, legend. They had these two. Uh, they had these two like good young guys, and like five years later, they still just have these two good young guys. So congrats. That's all I was gonna say. All it's right. Two, two good, slightly older guys. Drew, uh, what is – I don't even know what you meant this segment to be, but to the moon, back to the earth. What All right, so to, so to the moon, back to the earth was, is basically for teams that were a year ahead of, a year ahead of schedule last year, and we got to pick – and I ha- we have them picked out, and we got to pick which one is going to keep soaring to the moon because J.O. is a big to the moon guy, and which one's going to fall back down to earth. See, I took it as teams that went to the moon that are going to come back. No, no, no. And that's why I had those two te- the two teams I wrote down were specifically for oh, that. So two- these two teams. All right. So yes. out west, the Suns. Are are they going to fall back down? No, you got to pick. Well, no, we got to pick. You, you got to pick which one you think are, is going to oh, continue oh, to excel, teams, and which Suns one and which one you think is going to plummet between those two teams. So the two teams are the Suns, who were way ahead of schedule, except unless except for Jo, who. Said they were going to be good last year. Me and Tori both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jo was all over them in our preview last year. So the Phoenix Suns, and then in the Eastern Conference, the Atlanta Hawks, who were way ahead of schedule last year. So which of you? Now you have to pick one to go to the moon and keep excelling. What I like them both. Oh wait, wait, wait! wait. You got to pick one. Yeah, you got to pick which one. Which one do you think is going to go to the moon, and which one do you think will come back to Earth? I completely misunderstood this assignment. All right, well, it's not hard. It's just pick. You got to, yeah, pick on the fly. I'll go first. I th- if I'm picking to the moon, I'm going to pick the Suns. I think that the Suns have still have the better mix of young, young skilled players that play can play both sides of the ball, 
and they have the right amount of veterans that know how to win in the playoffs. Uh, I think they have a huge advantage out West this year, which I keep harping on, because two teams that would be right in the mix with them, one that they're playing right now, have major injuries to uh, star, you know, to star players. So I think the Suns have a much better chance of still being a two seed and making a deep playoff run. And on the Hawks side, I think the Hawks have more of a chance of coming back to earth. Um, couple, the couple of reasons that I had for that were one, a lot of these young guys just got paid and you never kind of know how some of these guys are going to start to play after they have their money. So like John, John Collins absolutely terrifies me now that he's gotten this max contract, which is still mind blowing to me. Like how's that guy going to continue to play? And the Hawks last year, when everybody was healthy, that's when they like were like the nine seed we all joked about because they had too many guys. They didn't really know what to do with them. And then when like Reddish and a couple other guys got hurt and they shortened the rotation, they changed the coach, they kind of figured some things out. So I don't think they're going to have that advantage this year. And I'm curious to see how much the rule change might affect Trey Young's impact on the game. I still think he'll get his cause good players are able to adapt, but you know, some of the open looks that some other guys get when guys are afraid to actually like go near him on drives because he's going to get bullshit foul calls. Some of those openings aren't going to be there on a rim runs for him. Now that, that, that shit's not going to fly. So that's how I approached yeah, it. Chris between Paul the two didn't teams. take advantage of that at all last year. Uh, but Chris Paul isn't. But Chris oh, Paul is not that, the that, 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 Chris Paul is not the best player on the Chris, team. Devin Booker is, so Chris, I I don't yeah, care. Yeah, because they were totally a playoff team before Chris Paul got there. That's awesome. But Devin Booker still is the best player on that team, so I'm not worried about uh, it. I'm taking Hawks to go up and okay. Hawks to go down. Tori, uh, I I have the uh, the Suns to continue to be good, and I have the Hawks to take a step back. I don't think they're, they're going to like plummet and like. No, yeah, and it, it was more. It was more like, but do you like, think the Hawks are making the Easter Conference Finals this year? Uh, no, I believe I have them as a first or either a first or second round exit. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's what it People is. Listen. Like, I, I th- like to me, I think the Suns can legitimately go back to the Western Conference Finals the way that the West is gonna, you know, the way the West is right now. Gotcha. Okay. So sorry, I should have explained it better. My obviously just writing on the paper. It's all right. No, no big deal. It was, it was good. Uh, all right, time to put up or shut up. We're gonna do each one team out west, one team out east. Um, I'm gonna start. Go. Put west. Put up or shut up. Minnesota. You gotta do something. You like you either you gotta like start getting to the playoffs or not. Um, it's like that meme with the guy poking the body, stick. Body, you've been pregnant for six years. Either have the kid or don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's, for us. That's, that's, uh, that's the most perfect Family Guy reference we've used on this podcast. So um, good. All right, East. Uh, I'm just, I, I wasn't really sure who in the East. but cause, So uh, this is a little bit of a dumb answer for me. I'm sure you guys will have better ones. But I would say either Brooklyn or Philly. Because um, Philly's been trying to build this for a couple years. And, like, they're stalling. And Brooklyn is like, you you, you put together a super team and – if you don't make the finals this year, like where do you go? So I don't know. Um, Tori, let's kick it to you. All right. Uh, I I did a much better job at this than you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my 
for my West team. I think the listeners will judge that. Yeah, I mean, I, th- <laughs> I think you will hear. I thought we'd all have the same West team, so I, I'm already disappointed. See, I, I, I think uh, once you hear, you're going to be like, yeah, that's a lot better. The Blazers? That's exactly who, the Blazers. Like, yeah. Well, you- I thought we were all going to have the same team. I'm so upset. You you want the Jazz just because you hate the Jazz. Go ahead, keep going. But the keep Blazers, going. like, you've had Damian Lillard, you had McCollum, you never really added No, much. that's a good one. You never really added enough around them. So, like, what are you doing? Right now you're just kind of in, like, a quagmire where you're not the best team in the West. You're Who mid- else but quagmire? <laughs> you're, in, you're in, like, the sixth seed, possibly, and that, like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, you just gave Dame a big extension, but, like, or did, didn't they just give Dame a big extension? Yeah, he, his super max just kicked in. Yeah. So, like, like what what do you what are you doing? Like, you, like you gotta. I guess either, that's my you, point. You, you is like, either what, are the, add, what are they going to do? You gotta like, either add team, add something like soon, like, and make a huge move, or you gotta blow it up. Like, you just can't keep, you know, being the six seed year after year with with a transcendent player like Lillard. Either get rid of him and get some some picks and some assets. Or, or make a move to get another star in there. Yeah, I, I like, just what, don't like, see that that being likely at all. Because they're at least making the playoffs, and like they're 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 consistently like one or two pieces away. Anyway, and they're not uh, they're not doing anything about it. So like, what what are you doing? So either yeah, either, either get right. a piece to to fit with Lillard, or or make get rid of him and start from the bottom. Who's your team in the East? My East team. I think you mentioned it a little bit, Jo. Yes. The Celtics. Yes. Shit on the Celtics, baby. You talked about, like, oh, they were, like, in the Eastern Conference a few years ago with these two young stars, and now they just kind of have these two young stars, and they're the seventh seed every year. Like, what are you doing? Either add enough for them to make another run to get to the the finals, or, you know, you got to move on from uh, Tatum and Brown because, I mean, they're both really good individually, but you, you put... Just random pieces around them, and nothing that really like pushes them further than what they are. And so, like, either they got to make a run this year and get back to the top of the East, or they got to blow it up. Yeah, and I'll here I'll I'll start with the East, Jo, because I have same team, Boston Celtics. Um, It's not for me like the finals are bust to me, like because to me it's 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 the Nets and. The Bucks, like yeah, I don't but think they gotta get to the top half of the my East. yeah my yeah my my top half of the East. My thing for them is they need to make a deep like they need to be game seven second round against the Bucks or the or the uh, the Nets and then they lose before you got to make a decision. And I think to your point, I, it, it, to me it's not even putting pieces around because it's easy for us to say put the pieces around these guys, but guys got to want to go there and they got to be able to trade for certain people that are available. I just think it's a, a similar situation with Portland where you've got a lot of money tied up in two guys that kind of do the same thing, but one of them just does it way better. It's like Dame and CJ. Like They're basically the same skill set, the same player. Dame is just 50 times better at scoring <laughs> scoring yep. than CJ McConnell is. Yep. So I think it's the Celtics. I mean, you, you picked up Schroeder. You got Horford back. Jason Richardson you're trying to improve the defense. You got the Time Lord experiment. If you if you can't make a deep second round playoff run in the East this year, it's time. Like, bright, you know, Tatum's got to stay. You got to move Brown. You got to see like what you can get for him and what you can do. 
And also another note on the Celtics. Do you remember when they were building this thing and it was like they just had like tons and tons of draft picks? And it was just like, oh, look how many draft picks the Celtics have. They just have draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. They got three first-rounders. This year, they didn't even have a first-rounder. Like, they had none. Like, they need to find a way where they could build through the draft like they did. And and because what they're doing just – I guess they're getting rid of the well, getting rid of the draft picks. <laughs> well, they well they basically well they built well they built they built through the draft by using another team's draft picks by using the Nets draft picks. Well, now they got zero draft picks. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're regretting uh, passing on Thibault. Um, but that's the East uh, for the West. Uh, sorry, it, it's the it's the Jazz for me. It's like, and it's it's not because I hate them or anything. It's just like. Really? If if if, if <laughs> well, first off, like the, your your key your your key role players are all pretty much thirty or between thirty two and thirty five. So uh, Is that, that Marva yeah. rating or yeah, <laughs> Bogdanovich, Ingles, like Connolly, those guys are yeah, they're thirty between thirty two and thirty five. So they're not getting any younger. Uh, and it, and it's you know it's it, it's really good. Bear, it's like you just paid that dude a shit ton of money and you can't play him in the fourth quarter of playoff games. If you can't figure out a way to win in the playoffs this year, like if this team's not in the Western conference finals this year, you got, you got to, you got to blow it up. You got to, you got to try to flip some of these older guys to teams that need them. And Gobert's got to go. I don't know what you get for Gobert, but it's just done. It's like, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, he can put up all the regular season Florida ratings. He wants, but like the fact is the guy without Kawhi Leonard, this guy was a fucking liability in in a game six that they should have at least been able to force a game seven. It, it's ridiculous. Like to me, it's the Jazz are absolutely the easiest to me choice. That we all right. This this is never going to this is never going to work with Rudy Gobert. Like we gotta we gotta just work work with Mitchell and get pieces that we can actually play in the fourth quarters of games. All right, um, we're now at the hour and four minute mark. I've, I've failed. We're fine, but, bro, dude. Every, everything else is gonna be quick this week. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. It's uh, and this is honestly really good discussion. So it it, it doesn't. This matter. is Jordan, Tori, and Drew's sexy party talking about the NBA. All right, let's let's just let's relax, bro. Don't worry about. It. Don't worry about the time. I got you on the time. All right. So now we're getting more into the to the meat and potatoes, the traditional stuff, awards and predictions. Yes. Um, so let's go in reverse order, actually, and say uh, most improved rookie of the year, and then the MVP. So, Drew, why, why don't you give us your three predictions first? Most improved player? Uh, Pool, Golden State. Oh, I like that pick. Yeah, I think it's a slam dunk. Um, and then, R- okay. rookie of the year. Do you, you want to do? Th- you want to give us all three? Or are we going to go? Let's one, go. You can do all one? three. Okay. Rookie of the year. Come on, come on, Jalen Suggs! Come on, come on, Jalen Suggs! Jalen Suggs! Shorting that. It's fine. Hate is gonna hate. Uh, an MVP. I think that we. I think with uh with a fifth a fifty piece and uh, a Finals MVP. I think Giannis has officially gone from. Never going to win another MVP because people are kind of tired of the same old thing to being back in the MVP conversation. I think Giannis wins. Uh, I think Luka and Curry make a close, you know, are going to be in the mix there. But I, I, I actually, I think Giannis is going to take home his third MVP this season. If this, if the free throw shooting and the 
we saw some good free throw shooting last night. And if what we're seeing in some of the uh, you know preseason, like those mid rangers, if that's real, whew, I, I don't know how you guard this guy. I mean, he definitely has a desire to get better at all that, and he's he does. He's, he's fearless. Puts in the work. Yeah, um, he's not a coward like some people. He's fearless. <laughs> well said. That's what I was. He will work. On, he will work on his jumper. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. First play of the game last night. Pull up three pointer. Um. All right, Tori. What do you got, T Dog? Three. Uh, most improved player. Uh, we kind of touched on him lighting up the Florville leader. Terrence Mann. He's going to have plenty of opportunity. Okay. Nice. Kawhi's like going like to be it. out. He's going to have to step up for them. He's going to have plenty of opportunity. He just got a nice little extension yeah, too. Yeah, I got a nice little extension. I, I like uh, I like Terrence Mann there. Is Porter before I interrupt you because I know you're the president of his fan club? Would Porter Jr. you think he'd be eligible for this award? I think. Or do you think that's kind of come and gone? I think the last year. I mean, he would have to average like 27 or something. Okay. You know. All right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what did he average? Nineteen last. Year? I don't. I don't. Even, I don't remember what his actual like like what his season, regular season was I, I last think he year. Averaged so that's nineteen why. last year. So like. To, okay. To get a most improved off that. Okay, yeah, I, I couldn't remember. I, I thought it was lower than that, but okay, go ahead. My bad. Uh, for my rookie of the year, I'm trying to think of guy. You know, I'm like, all right, who's who's gonna get the opportunities? And I was in between two people. I think, look, Cade Cunningham's gonna have the opportunities, but I went Davion Mitchell. Mitchell in. Uh, oh my boy, I love him. In Sacramento. He's my second favorite rookie. I, I think he's going to have a hell of a defensive year. I think he could provide some offense. I see him averaging like 12 points. Um, I'm not I'm not sure who's going to step up and do enough. Like, I just don't – like, none of these – it's Green, – Green's going to get so buckets, weird. but they're going to they're gonna be so bad. It was so weird because with, with, like, the whole COVID stuff and the way that the college season shook out last year, like, yeah. you didn't get, like, a fair – view of any of these guys so like that's why i yeah. thought that, i won't i won't i won't say who i really think will probably win rookie of the year because jo is probably gonna have him but uh but yeah i agree with you. it's hard to tell but i yeah guy jo why don't you oh yeah sorry you still got mvp uh mvp trey young <laughs> wow. i was i was i was gonna jokingly pick him that's a good pick i if you i what's do we know what the fan duel uh Odds are on him. Yeah, I got. I got. Uh, th- yeah, that was, I got. It I was gonna right say because that's actually that's actually worth like fifty bucks. Trey Young is plus two thousand. So that's like. I mean, yeah. I. I like. If I'm you, I. I throw fifty on it. Yeah, I mean, last year he didn't have the greatest regular season, especially of his career, and they made tremendous strides. I think uh, the way Nate McMillan's uh, system is set up, I think if he could just be more efficient in it. Yeah, which I think he will be. His numbers will jump. He's gonna, you know, they're gonna win a. I see them winning a good bit of ball games, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's my that, that's 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 my concern. Where why I what I would lean more towards them coming back to earth. Like, does the rule changes put him back in that? Uh, all right, let me shoot fifteen, thirty-five three pointers a game versus let me only shoot six of those. I, so that's where like I'm kind of in between with him. The, like, what 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 is, is the what he, I, I think he has a skill set where he could adjust and make up for it. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I think he will too. So I, I just, I'm curious to see if you know, like Deontay Wilder, do you, do you revert back to your old self after, uh, after adjustments get made? So I like that. Though. That's a good one. Like I said, I, if I'm you, I throw fifty on it. Um, I mean, right, I already got my... twenty towards it. Afraid oh, twenty towards. Throw another thirty. Throw another thirty. <laughs> um, what do you got, Jo? My three guys. 
Uh, most improved player, just because I love talking about him every year, uh, Halliburton. Yes. Um, I again, I, and I always, and I'm thinking same as you, Tori. Like, who's going to have opportunities? Can I guess? Um, Can I well, guess? I, that's, who I for, um, oh. that's who I meant for. That's who I meant for. Like uh, MIP, but sorry. Who, who, good. Who who's your guess for me for rookie of the year? Mobley. Um. Damn it. So, oh. Well, yeah, no. So I have three guys. That, <laughs> okay. I, I didn't. I didn't know who to pick, but Mobley was one. Um, and he's probably my number one. I just figured your Cav thing it was Mobley's an easy. Yeah, yeah, and I just loved him in school. So yeah. Um, I threw Scotty Barnes in there as a possibility. Just everybody I, loves Scotty Barnes. Well, I'm gonna have the opportunity. Yeah. And then, uh, speaking of opportunity, just throwing this in there, I feel like this per- this player is going to be a little bit underwhelming compared, like visually compared to the other guys. But I think the stats are going to pop off the page. Corey Kispert for the Wizards, like I think he's going to be. I think he's <laughs> going to hit it. I think he's going to hit a ton of threes. And like, what's he? What's he? Plus twenty thousand to win? For definitely throw fifty on that. <laughs> Um, he, I don't even know if I have that one. Um, probably not even on the page. Yeah, my, the only, to me, like, Barnes still doesn't know how to score the basketball, so I don't think, I don't, I don't think he'll score enough. He didn't even, he didn't even play tonight. No, I think, I think that's too crowded of a team for Book Knight to actually, My my dark horse for rookie of the year was, uh, Duarte. It's a good pick. Um. Where'd he end up? Pacers, right? Pacers, yeah. Yeah, And then my, my MVP pick, uh, I'm going Steph. Steph made my jaw drop last year, and I think we, he just picks up. Really I I, I think I think that our podcast was single handedly what motivated him to actually step yeah. up and do his thing last year. If I had to guess, so I'm, I'm going Steph. Um, okay, now the playoff teams and then the finals predictions. Yes, um, where are we starting? West or East? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll kick it to you. You go first. Yeah, you pick. All right, uh, I am gonna go east to start. I I had to. I had. Hold to, on, let me get my let me get my pen because I want to make sure I document this. All right, it's gonna be recorded, so you could go back and document yeah. it. All right, go ahead, time. go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I I kind of did my east in like reverse order, where I had like who I thought would make it where, and then slotted them based on, like, you know, the rounds I thought they would go to. And it kind of fell in. Uh, I had the Bucks as the one seed. Okay. Um, I have the Nets as the two seed. The Chicago Bulls as the three seed. Okay. Drop your <laughs> All jaw right, right baby. now. There we go. All right, baby. Uh, Hawks is the four seed. Heat is the five Sixers is the six. I got the Hornets in seven. I got uh, the Celtics eight, Knicks nine, and I got the Detroit Pistons is ten. The tenth seed in both conferences. I felt like you're kind of like splitting hairs on all these teams, but I, I took the Detroit. So then I had uh, the Nets over the Bulls, and then I have the Heat over the Bucks with the Nets over the Heat. The Heat over the Bucks. The Heat over the Bucks, so to to set up a fine uh, conference. Yeah, finals. they gave them fits. They gave them fits last year. Yeah, it was it was terrible, right? Uh, but Nets over Heat. Nets. So the over Nets heat. coming out of the East, over okay. the Heat in the Western Conference or in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. 
Um, now, do we want to do west, or are we all going to do our east? Let's all do our east. Okay, go ahead, Drew. All right. I got the Bucks rocking the one seed. Uh, Nets at two. Uh, might be a homer. I'm going 76ers at three. I still think with Joel, uh, you know, Joel, Tobias, I think that there's enough bad teams to where they're still going to win a lot of games, you know, and I think, I mean, dropping from the one to the three in the East is substantial. Like it's still, you know, it's not like in the West, so I don't think it's too crazy. And then they will eventually, I think by December trade Simmons and add that depth. Um, I have the Celtics at four. I have Miami at five. I have the Hawks at six. I have the Hornets at seven. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little higher than, uh, than your next Tory. I got them at eight. Uh, I've got the Wizards at nine. I I kind of feel like they may sneakily be like the seven or six seed. Um, and I obviously I got Jalen Suggs and the Magic at ten. That probably I should have. I I I I do think the Bulls should be in there, but I just refuse until until Zach Levine shows me he can win basketball games. I just refuse to put put them in my top ten. You, you know Nikola Vucevic was once a, a, a Magic player. He's on the I, Bulls. That's, that's fine. <laughs> he and and there's there's people still scoring scoring uh buckets and buckets on him on the Bulls like they did on the uh, on the Magic. All right, they my, they go as far as Levine takes them to me. Listen, I love I love I love Caruso. I love Ball. I love all there. But uh, until Levine shows me, I just I'm not putting him in my top ten. All right, my East. I'm going uh, Milwaukee one, Brooklyn two. Philly three, Atlanta four, Knicks five, Miami six, Boston seven, and Charlotte eight. I okay. didn't do nine and ten, and I'm taking the Bucks to go back to the finals. Oh, I didn't even do that. Um, yeah, I got the Bucks too. I think, uh, despite yeah. Budenholzer, Budenholzer, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think that they. I think people are exaggerating the loss of PJ Tucker. Uh, I think adding Sandro, Hood, uh, Grayson Allen, George Hill sucks. looked but... really good last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they have depth. I think Giannis is a force, and I think everybody else is just going to play free and loose. Holiday getting hurt last night is a little concerning, but um, hopefully it's not a big deal. All right, um, and then let's go out to the West. Let's stay the same order, Tori. All right, let me uh, – me... West, number one, I got the Suns. Two, two Denver, three. <laughs> what? I love it. Keep going. I love three it. Three Jazz, four Lakers. Uh, this is one I switched around so that way I could make my playoff matchups work. Five Portland, six Warriors, uh, Dallas seven, Clippers eight, Grizz nine. I put the Pelicans in ten because. Wait, I, I lost you. I'm sorry. You six Warriors, seven Dallas. Okay. Eight Clippers, nine the Grizzlies, and ten the Pelicans. And then I have the Suns over the Lakers. And I have Denver over the Warriors, with Denver beating the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. Well, Denver, Denver in the fu- so you have uh, you Denver have Nets, and the Den- Hawks, or Nets, De- Denver. Or Denver in the Net- Nets, Nets, Denver, okay. and Denver in the finals. Okay. Uh, when do you when do you, when do you think Murray comes back? I mean, I I gotta assume that that factors into your choice here. Around New Year's. Okay. 
You said Denver over Suns? But I, I still think they could win yeah. enough games to where they'll be good enough. Stay relevant. Yeah, be be right around there. I mean, that's kind of the reason why I have them as a two instead of It's not crazy. I mean, you you are the MP you are the you are the president of the MPJ fan club, so it's not crazy. Um, um and I all right. and I have them primed to make a move for someone. I I think they're going to add okay. they're, I think they're going to add depth at some point. Get another like big time player. They, I think they have enough pieces where they can do that. And I think once they do, it's just gonna propel them. Kind of like the Rashid Wallace trade for the Pistons. I see them. I see them kind of making that kind of trade. Okay. Um, Rashid Wallace, man, he probably can't even play anymore. I don't know how he'd fit in with their team. (laughs) Drew. Ball, don't lie, bro. Don't, don't, don't bless. Somewhere Rashid's doing a Carolina towel spin. Uh. I got the Jazz repeating as the one seed. I think they're just made to just dish out regular season wins left and right still. Uh, I got the Lakers as the two seed. I got Phoenix at three. I got the Warriors at four. I got Denver at five. Dallas at six. Some people have them way too high. I I don't know how. Um, I got the Clippers at seven. That was tough. I I think they could be lower. I got Portland at eight. I got the Grizzlies at nine. And at ten... I'm putting in the Wolves. <laughs> Who is your five, Drew? Uh, Denver. Okay, got it. I just don't. I just. I, I mean, without Murray for this game, I don't know. I just. I'm not. I'm still not there with Porter Jr. being consistent. If he is, I'm. I think Tory's got a lock there too. I just. I'm just not there yet with him. All right. I saw something Some... about like some about him hitting forty percent. Uh three-pointers like i think there's only like two people who have shot like 40 percent from three in their first two seasons and cool. he was one of them and then the other one was like steph curry and clay thompson like it was just like ridiculous company yeah and obviously just because the sports gods love me to be miserable i have the lakers coming out of the west okay wow. i have um lakers at one i have golden state at two I have Utah at three, I have Phoenix at four, I have Denver at five, Portland at six, Dallas at seven, and the Clippers at eight, and I am taking Golden State coming out of the West. I like it. They 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 can do more th- they can do more things than any other team right now I, with the assets they have. I said going in last year in, in our preview that if Clay Thompson was healthy, that the Warriors That's why I'm, were my favorite. That's why I'm surprised you had him so low, actually. Because I, I think they're in better. I, I I think they're in better shape this year than last year. I do too. Um, and so. that's kind of the only reason I like I said the only reason I slid them down to six is to make them so they could go to uh, win win a playoff series <laughs> against the Jazz. Against the Jazz. Okay. But but, okay. I, but I do think that would favor them very much. I mean, last year you get to see last year they were the seventh seed, and you know like what when is Clay Thompson going to be back? They weren't even the seven. They were the they, they were the eight seed. And oh yeah, they were the eight it. seed. So yeah, I got them yeah. moving up two spots this year in the West in a crowded okay. in a crowded West. I think I okay. think that's kind of reasonable, right? All right. So yeah. uh, let's let's talk about how we see the finals going. Uh, Tori, the floor is yours since you nailed it last year. Well, I, I got I got the Nets over over Denver. Um, Denver, you know, obviously a really good team. Um, now the thing that that I had a hard time doing this was because traditionally in, in the regular seasons, like at least one of the finals contenders from the previous year makes it back. You could look through like history, like 
NBA NBA is one of the rare leagues where like if you made the finals like the previous season, you got a good shot the next season. Um but I don't I just think that Denver is I think with, once Murray comes back and I think they're going to make a meaningful trade to land someone cuz this is their window. Mm-hmm. Uh I I just I just think they're going to do something and once they do that, I think I think they'll have enough to get past so, the Suns. So Nets over Denver so, is what you're yeah, going. Yeah, but the Nets look. Kevin Durant is the best player in basketball. I'm sorry, I don't care which. If you feel anything else, you're wrong. Uh, he's the best player. James Harden is. You talk about uh, top five players. Top five players. This guy's a top five player. You keep saying a bead, Anthony Davis. James Harden's a top five player. I think Harden's there. Yeah. I, think, I, I agree. Harden's, I think Harden's I think four. Harden, I think Harden's above those two, Embiid and Davis. Yeah, uh, like, I agree. No argument. Like his all-time greatness is undersold, and I, I think he's getting to the point in his career where he realizes like he needs like a championship to solidify like his all-time, like his meaning to the NBA all-time. Yeah, he he and, needs to not and, throw and, and, throw up on himself well, in a big game and in the playoffs that. and in the finals. Because he's because that's that's what holds him back. Yes. He's literally thrown up on himself Absolutely. in the finals and in the conference finals, thrown up all over yeah. himself. And I think that was mainly so. what his blow up in Houston was about was like, hey, do I want to spend my next three years here where Houston's clearly not in a position to compete anymore and or force my way out and go land in Brooklyn with right. Kevin Durant, who's obviously who's the best basketball player walking, period. Yeah, that's um, fair. I mean, and to be fair, they – Probably could have made a finals if he didn't throw up all over himself. So they, they could have, you know. I mean, that whole team that you know when Durant when Durant went down, not even that year when Durant went down, like they were tied with a whole fourth quarter to go, and then they had a game six at home, and he threw up all over yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they, There's a theme. It's a common theme. He he definitely has had a shortcoming. <laughs> he definitely has had a shortcoming. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I was a big Harden fan until. All right, I got it. Uh, I got yeah, it. But, I got you. But, yeah, you know, Drew, he, he's looking for redemption, and he, I think he's going to get it. He, he's if if you want to put an outside bet, a long shot bet, throw something on Harden for Finals MVP right now. Yeah, that could happen. Um, Go ahead, Drew. I got Lakers Bucks. I typically, I mean, you know, whatever. Like I said, the sports gods hate me, so why not pick the Lakers? But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Bucks. I'm a believer. Uh, I I am very close to putting Giannis ahead of KD as best player because if you Ooh. when you're talking two way. Uh, I again, if if the free throws and the the mid range, if that's real and not just like a couple game thing, <sighs> I don't know. He's way. I mean, he's way better defensively at this point. It's yeah, not even close. That's not close. Um, so it's like if Giannis is going to be doing that stuff and shooting eighty percent from the line, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not there yet. I think he'll, I think I'm, he'll get up to like low seventies. I'm not I'm, there yet, but I'm getting close. Um, but I'm gonna take the Bucks over the Lakers. I, I think that I, I just don't know how the Lakers, when they get to that point, I, I just don't know how they defend anybody. Like, granted, you'll have, you could have some goofiness with the officials, like you always do, and Giannis in foul trouble and nonsense. So I haven't like going out earlier because I don't see them di- matching up very well. I just think the West, like with those big injuries, I, I just I, I think they have just a, a big advantage. Just having. Again, they still have two. They have two top what? Two top seven players, and one of them. Anthony Davis to be healthy in games ninety. I'm gonna imagine everybody's healthy right now. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say everybody's healthy right now. La- last last I checked, Anthony Davis has still made a glass. So. Is MP- is is Porter Jr. Is Barton? Is is Murray? Are these guys all gonna stay healthy? I don't know. I mean, Yo- Jokic is the only guy in Denver that consistently stays healthy. Uh, well, I mean, Porter. I what mean, about Harden? What about Harden Durant? Like, if one of them goes down now, and they have they have a huge hole without yeah. Kyrie, that's what forty million dollars of uh, payroll have, and stats have, that are they're empty. They're gonna have the Aaron Fox in there. Don't forget that. Oh, that's right. I forgot. They're gonna, they're gonna make the Fox trade. Jay, what do you got? In the finals. Hit hit us with it, and then we'll wrap up the NBA. Golden State over the Bucks. Um, wow. I guess the way yes. the way the way Curry played last year, like I said, just kind of like he he just he just took the the cast iron that they use in Yellowstone and just stamped it right on him. <laughs> mark and, mark mark this down right now. If that ha- if the Warriors beat. If if Curry and the Warriors beat either the Nets or no nah, not the Nets it beat the Bucks in the finals I will I will accept Steph Curry as a top fifteen all time player. Today. That's what I'm saying. I think I, think I will accept saw, that. What we saw last year, I think he's like you know what I I think he it, it almost reminds me of the Penguins when the Penguins had like a little youth movement. And they made their second Stanley Cup run. And they made those two cups, and they won one and lost one. And then they made two more cups and won them both. And I'm not saying that the Warriors are about to go win two two championships, but the, this team is retooled. And they those guys are either going to be good or they're going to trade them for a piece. And with Steph Curry playing, if he, if he comes back and plays the way he did last year, this year, and he's going to have that many like young guys around him and, like, I just, I just think it has potential to be magic, and so that's that's where I'm going. Um, but wow! All right, hour twenty eight minutes. That's the longest we've ever gone on topic one. It was it was amazing. Good job, guys. Uh, did you have any parting shots before we moved on with the podcast? I got I got one thing. I think this is going to be uh, Greg Popovich's last year coaching. So just want to give a shout out to Pops and his greatness and. You know, he obviously uh, made a mark on the sport that's going to be remembered forever. So, I, I think I think this is his last hurrah. Drew, uh, I got nothing. Nicks for clicks. <laughs> I like I said. I just hope. Uh, I, I I hope. I hope. You know, as a homer comment, I just hope the Sixers get some solid value for this petulant child, and he doesn't get his way because that. Which is just absurd. Because there's That's a high it. price a for petulant childs. All and right, a, and he's a coward. Cowards. All right. Coward. So let's get to the bread and bread and butter of this podcast: the boxing. Uh, wow. Last El Terminador. El Terminador. Last last Friday, we stayed up till two a.m. watching uh, it. I got um, back proud. I I fell I fell asleep on the undercards in the, the most uncomfortable chair and my back is still messed up, man. Uh, yeah. I feel you there. My back is finicky as well, but, um, yeah. Navarrete, uh, went the distance versus Joette. Uh, Gonzalez. Thanks. Gonzalez. Um, man, Joette was game. He got his ass kicked and he did not win a lot of rounds, but he was game. And, and really that's all you ask for in a boxing match is even if you're going to lose, like press the other guy and make the other guy, like just press him, and so Navarrete again was was the Terminator. Nine hundred seventy nine total punches thrown. He, I mean, he kept he kept coming forward and getting hit in the face, and he just kept eating the punches and coming forward. 
Joette's face looked terrible. I mean, oh, yeah. the eye was like swelled shut. Um, he had cuts everywhere. Uh, and so Navarrete, all the rounds, it, he dominated the most. He won. He easily won on points. He easily beat the guy up, but they were close rounds. Can I quote so, you? Yes. I think you tweeted this out after the sixth round um, because there was some some nonsense going on. We understand how some have Joette winning more rounds. He's winning some moments, but Navarrete's volume is winning the day here. Another Navarrete round. I think that's that defines that, that, the that, fight that, perfectly. Yep, Perfect defines. tweet by you. I, I, I screenshot it. I might print it out and frame it. Yeah, I mean, just the, the volume... Yeah, Joette won some moments, but Navarrete just out-volumed him, which is what he does, which is why we love him. Yes. Which, by the way, it had been six months since he fought, which for him is way too long. He needs to get his ass back in there. Yeah. Um, wouldn't that be great if he was on December 11th, Drew? <sighs> don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. We already lost one. Don't do it. <laughs> he took Berlanga's spot. That he might as well, crazy. because now the talks about him going up to... I, he might as well just fight another mandatory, because I, I don't want to see him go up to 130 yet. I, I just... I don't want to see that. Yep. Um, so that that was last weekend, and this weekend. We've been talking about this for a long time. They're going to be down in Atlanta where the players play. Oh, Herring versus Stevenson. Oh, yeah. At 130. Um... Man, uh, Herring is putting his belt on the line that he got from Frampton. Um, no, he no, he was he was the champion, dude. Oh, I thought he got that belt from Frampton. No, which is just show, which just defines Herring's disrespect that he always gets. Um, no, uh, that we, was we, that we that love, whole fight. Both guys. That whole fight. That whole fight was supposed to be the coronation of Frampton becoming a three weight world champion and the first one ever for oh, I, an Irish right. fighter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her- Herring is actually the long. He, I, I know you didn't watch Blood, Sweat, and Tears like I told you to, but it's okay. Um, he he's the longest reigning champion at 130, but yet he's like he's like number three in the rankings. Everyone always picks yeah, him to exactly. lose. Uh, yeah, yeah, everyone always picks him to lose. Um, so we like we like both guys. Um, Stevenson out of Newark, um, young, 24 years old. Uh, and then Herring's 35 years old, former Marine, real humble guy. We we love them both. Um, Drew, you, t- at, 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 what's that? I was gonna say you got you got the tail of the tape. I was gonna give it to you. You, you uh, that you usually have that. I've got it. Oh, I've got it. I okay. just I didn't I don't want to shortchange you, bro. Uh, all right. So we got we got Herring stands at five foot ten, seventy two inch reach, and this was updated as of yesterday. So this is factual factual measurements of uh, this individual. <laughs> um, and, and to your point, he's thirty five years. I think he recently just turned thirty five. And uh, Shakur is twenty four years old. He's five foot seven, so Herring's got a three inch height advantage on him, and he's got a sixty eight inch reach, so he's got four inches in reach. Yep. Uh, Herring, I think, is thirty or twenty three and two, and of course, I don't have Shakur's record. He's undefeated. Let's just call it sixteen. I and think 0. it's eighteen and zero with uh, like six knockouts or something. Okay, that sounds that sounds about right. Um, I don't have a lot of analysis on. I don't know how you want to do it. My I let me let's do it like this. I think this fight comes down to one one simple question, and then you can you can go give your thoughts, and I'll give my prediction. Do you? Th- I think if you're a betting person, and you look at the fight. It's do you think and do you believe that Jamel Herring can win a fight 
against Shakur Stevenson where Shakur is not going to engage and he's going to fight off the back foot and just throw counter punches. I think yeah. if you if if you believe if you believe that he can, I think I think to put your money on Jamel. If you think he can't, you go you go with Stevenson. You have the floor. Yeah. Um. So Shakur sixteen and zero with eight KOs. Is that what I said? Uh, I think you flipped it eighteen and zero with six KOs. Oh yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Um. So exactly what you said. Shakur is the better boxer. Um, yes. We 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 all know Miles. That. Yeah, he just has way more skill. He's the yes. younger guy. Cu- couple couple things that I'll add to it. Um, Herring um, definitely has the intangibles. Uh, let me start with Shakur, actually. Yeah, um, go ahead. Roll with Shakur. Shakur, I I didn't like his last fight, and 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 not that I want him to go knock everybody out or that it matters. Like he pitched a shutout versus that African guy, knocked Dolly. Whatever, or whatever sure. his name was. Yeah. Um, but he he just like really didn't want to engage with them because he said he was he was scared of the power and and because he the other guy was bigger and I'm just like it was strange it was a very strange reaction that yeah. he had to Nick Dolly so and on that, on blood sweat and tears he was like he kept bringing up the fight he's like listen the guy the guy's got a lot of power and all he was doing was looking for a knockout punch which i i didn't let happen so i don't know you know that's 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 the point that's the name of the game yeah uh, which is fine but the guy doesn't have that much knockout power i mean so that was a little bit strange conversely herring um I think he realizes that, like, hey, I'm 35. Like, this is, like, there's there's not a lot more left for him to do. Like, this is one of his biggest fights left. Like, yep. now's like now's the time. Like, you don't go lose this belt now. Um, so I think that he knows he's outgunned. Um, and I think he's going to need to manufacture ways to get to the inside where he can actually hit Shakur. And I think he's going to have to do kind of like forearms grappling um, and just coming at like, almost like I was joking you how Raleigh always just like does. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Just like, like jump at him and like, like come at him. It's some kind of unorthodox, awkward way to get to the inside. Um, And I, I don't know that Shakur kind of grasps the moment the way that, that Herring can grasp the moment. Um, so before I give predictions here, I got all, I got all the odds and everything. You ready, Drew? Um, yes. Okay. Um, oh, wait, I had them all. Well, while you're fine, while you're fine, that, I'll just say it's interesting when oh, I'm watching a lot of, uh, or I read a, about a couple articles today. A lot of like the boxing analysts, like they seem to think Shakur is going to be aggressive and be motivated by people trash talking his last fight. I I don't think that. I don't at all. I think no, I, I think I, I agree. I think that, and I think that's to to Shakur's credit. Like I think Shakur is smart enough to be like, all right, cool. I don't need to do that. Like I'm here to get a belt and then get my fight with Valdez. Like that's yeah. That's the goal, and I think, which to his credit, and again, I, I, I think that that's the right game plan. It's like, yeah. dude, like don't, don't, don't do. He's don't the closest sh- thing to Mayweather that, that yeah. we have. He, he just, he's gonna be defensive and outbox everyone because he's that good. Yeah, 
Um, so. so here's the odds. Um, wide margin here. Shakur Ooh. is minus 670. Okay. Herring is plus 450. Okay. Uh, o- over under rounds, Drew. Ten and a half. Yep, exactly. And the, <laughs> over, the, the over is minus. If only I could predict. Like, if I don't know if I could pick the winners correctly in these championship fights. Yeah. Like I over, do with the rounds. The over is minus two twenty five, and the under is plus one sixty two. Okay. To go the distance is minus one ninety, and to to not go the distance is plus one forty. Okay. Um, Jamel by by TKO or on points, both of them are plus nine hundred. Which begs the question: If you think Herring's going to win, why would you bet the plus four fifty? You could bet a hundred on either the TKO or the points and come out better. Yeah. Anyway, um, Stevenson by KO is plus one ninety five. Stevenson by points is minus one thirty nine. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, the, like, my brain says Shakur's obviously going to win on points. Because because Herring's not gonna be able to get close, and that's that's probably what's gonna happen. But my gut kind of says like it, it's almost I almost feel like the age at this point, which I, is so backwards for me because I always like the younger guy, but in every sport. But I feel like the age in this instance is almost like a a, a, a advantage for Herring because like again he. How many more of these big fights does Herring have? Especially if he loses this one. If he loses this one, Drew, how many more big fights does he have? Probably none. No, I mean Valdez is gone. Yeah, like so. At that so, point, at that point, you're getting a fight maybe with Burchell and Loma if he comes down to 130. Exactly. And, and you're so, not getting paid. And those are fights where you're you're the B side in both of them. So and Shakur, I I don't know that Shakur understands a sense of urgency like like that. The and and like I said, with Herring's military background, I think that's an advantage too. Because it's like, dude, this, like the this your time is now. It's not. It's yeah. not in the future. It's not in your past. It's now. Yeah. Two. And so I, I, I feel like he does. He successfully manufactures. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he pulls the upset, probably on the cards. But he and 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 the again, I, I even hesitate saying that, but. But Shakur just being scared of that nobody's power just has me shook, and I'm just like, you yeah. Know what? Although it, it'd be curious, I don't, I don't um, know that he appreciates what he has in front of him right now. Yeah, if it go if it goes to the cards, I'd be curious how the judges are going to do that because there's more money in Stevenson to stay undefeated and keep going. Correct. Um, Correct. I think there's two. And I'll make it quick because I know we went really long in NBA. I think there's two intangible things that I look at that give me the greatest pause here. Uh, one, Shakur has like kind of shown some immaturity with like his like Twitter like tirade. Like we joked after his last fight, we were like, "What do we think?" Forty forty five seconds before he goes to Twitter and starts like talk like just like complaining about how people. Well, I are think going. we said like, "All right, will he make it an hour?" And then within fifteen minutes, he yeah, was on Twitter um, after his last fight, we and were like he's up. he's gone out of his way to seem like a bad guy. Maybe that's just to like sell the fight. I mean, it's not. It unfortunately like the ticket sales from what I hear aren't great, which. That's unfortunate because I like both of these guys. It's a really I think good it's, fight. Really, good it fight. is a really good fight. And you know, Zayas is on the undercard. Ali's grandson's on the undercard. So um, that, like, to me, that's just kind of like, you know, why are you trying to not be who you are? Like, that's just weird. Um, and just goes to more of his like immaturity that's somewhat off-putting about him that he didn't seem to have before. Um, 
And to me, I always, I always, I always look at who the trainers in the corner is, and you know, Jamel does have Bo Mack, who's, you know, Team Crawford, Crawford's trainers. He's one of the best in the business. Had the perfect game plan for Frompton, who again, Frompton's a better boxer than Jamel, even though he was obviously moving up in weight, and Jamel had all the, you know, the advantages with with reach and height. Um, and so I think he can come up with a game, a good, really good game plan to attack Stevenson. Cause I think all these guys know each other really well. Um, but at the end of the day, I, again, I, I, I think it comes down to the question I asked and I don't think Jamel can do that because I think the the uppercut that's his strong punch, um, and the jab, I think those, I think those two things just get neutralized by, I think Shakur is just going to be smart and he's going to, he's going to fight off the back foot. He's not going to give a shit about, if you care that is exciting, he's, he wins this fight either, no matter how he wins this fight, he's getting the Valdez fight. So I think, I think he realizes that. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Shakur wins on the cards. I think the only way it doesn't go to the cards and Shakur wins is if Herring does get cuts pretty often is if somehow he gets a bad gut cut on Herring and they have to stop it at some point. Yeah, I, I think your analysis is spot on, and that's honestly probably what's going to happen. I just have this weird feeling, though, that like I hope you're right, because I, I like I said, I, I, we like them both, like, but I, true, feel, when you're I feel like age, Shik- I feel like Shakur just needs, I feel like he just he needs a loss to just bring him down a little bit. When you're our age, you you fe- you kind of understand like, hey, like you do it now or it's gone. Like, and I just think that he like Herring might. Take, like not be the same guy he always has been and like just be a totally different guy anyway uh, that's so um good good stuff there it's on espn plus main card starts at 7 30 a holy field there's a holy field on this card too. his son right evan Holyfield. i'm assuming that's his son i think that's his son yeah i um, said ali's ali's grandson yeah ali's grandson correct um and so yeah. it, the, they're expecting the rain the ring walks for the two main guys to be like 10 30 so um, ESPN Plus, uh, you know, tune in for that. It's going to be a great fight. Two, Do two, it. Two big names. And we're one one month out from the fight of the year. Yes, sir. Um, okay. So, next order of business, MLB playoffs. Like, dude, I've been – just dad life has just been kicking my ass. Just My kids keep getting sick. I'm doing two and a half jobs at work. I keep passing out in front of the TV every night. Every with so I've seen some of these playoffs, but like not as much as is like I have had wanted to watch. Um, but the Braves just won the night. They're up three. Up three one. Yeah, and they've been excited. Some of these scores now have gotten a bit a little wacky, but they've been pretty exciting. Um, yeah, Atlanta takes the first two games and then, on. And then Houston was is up three two, right? Sorry. I was yeah, they won nine two tonight. I think both games ended at, at a nine two score, which is. Yeah. Interesting, but um, yeah, the Braves took the first two at home on walk-offs in the ninth inning, which is you know interesting because the Dodgers have you know just great relief pitching. Um, they have a big lead in Game Three, and then the the Braves bullpen blows it. Uh, they inexplicably pitch the bets with an open base, which I okay, I don't know why you would do that, but sure. And uh, and the Dodgers take Game Three. Yeah, and tonight they. Uh, they go down nine two. Is Ker- the one the one thing I like, is Ker- Kershaw's hurt, right? Like he's not pitching, he's not playing. Like I said, dad life's been owning me. Correct. Sorry, is I, Kershaw I, I, Kershaw's not playing, right? He has not pitched yet. Yeah, he hasn't pitched yet. Um, which is probably oh, for the best for the Dodgers anyway. But um, 
Yeah, it's kind of crazy that the Dodgers again, like, are they just uh, with with the two hundred and fifty million dollar payroll? Is their only World Series with this group going to be the uh, you know the Fugazi one from last year? But uh, we'll see. Like, I I think the if if there's any team that's built to win three games in a row, like it is this Dodgers team. Like the lineup is just dangerous. They just need to get their pitching straight. And I think Serger, I think Serger goes tomorrow. Uh, if he wasn't scheduled, I, I gotta think they're gonna pitch him. Um, it's a must-win game. That's kind of just been my take on the NL. In the AL, uh, lots of runs being scored in both games and home runs. The the talk was last night, obviously, uh, Carre- or Carrera. Did I say their their manager's name? The Red Sox. Cora. Alex. Cora. Sorry. Cora. Alex Cora. Uh, he went. He went to go step on the throats of the Astros um, in a tie ball game in the ninth. He brings in. One of their best starting pitchers. Say his name, Tori, because you know I'll butcher Eovaldi. Eovaldi. Eovaldi, uh, to get three outs against the you know um, their stout the stout part of their lineup and uh, some controversial emp- umpiring. Which if you're a Red Sox fan, like the uh, you you got away you got away with a couple of the same calls. Um, you know, particularly the go ahead. You know, the the go ahead runs was off a, a controversial ball that would have been strike three end of game but in the first inning the same exact pitch was called a ball and on Granky, and the next batter up for the red sox hits a two-run home run so the the umpiring why was bad last night behind the plate it was bad for both teams and uh you know he took a shot and yeah i don't i'm not going to question it because i you know you're people thought you were basically tanking for the next five years when you traded bets away for basically trash and uh you know, it's like you got this team on the ropes. It's dangerous. Like, just go for the kill. It didn't work out, and uh, you know they lose nine nine two tonight, and they go back to Houston. So, we'll see how that works. This is probably the worst case scenario because i I don't really I don't really like any of the four teams that are in this. So, any scenario kind of sucks for me. Houston Houston's a bunch of cheaters, and they got away with last season not being real, so they didn't get the uh, backlash they should have. Uh, Boston fans are just awful and annoying. Like I can't stand them. Um, I, I hate the Braves more than I dislike LeBron. People don't know that. People are surprised when I say that, but I absolutely loathe the Atlanta Braves in that franchise and the Dodgers. I quit on them after Kershaw made me look like a clown for like eight straight years. So (laughs) there is no scenario where any team that wins this is going to make me happy. I don't hate the Braves. I mean, I'm a Phillies fan. I just, I absolutely, I get that. Yeah. And yeah, all they just, for them to win the division, like, 90% 90% of the time in the last 30 years and only have one friggin' World Series ring. Like, what a bunch of losers and bums. Going into this okay. series, uh, the Braves were actually the longest shot to win the World Series. They were plus 500. Makes and sense. I, I mean... I, I, I kind of like them to at least make the World Series just because the way they've shown resiliency all year. But Well, they're 3-1 now, so... Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers, I mean, 106 weight. Like, their, their, their lineup is just... You just you just have to be perfect, man, against them. It's crazy, but the Braves are doing it. Um. All right, so I mean, we'll we'll keep marching. Yeah, well, on well, we'll know that we should know the World Series by next week. I just can't wait to do the uh, World Series predictions. It's gonna be fun, same as last year. Um. All right, that brings us up to the pit stop. Um, I can easily do this in a minute this week. You ready? Give Go. Me the- uh, last week, I didn't even watch the Texas race. It just we're de- getting down to the nitty gritty here, and it's football season, and it's like uh, they're getting harder to watch. Uh, Larson led 250 of the 310 laps. 
So I didn't really miss much. And he did win, and that gave us our 13th win of the year. I'm expecting this week to be much better at Kansas Speedway, one-and-a-half-mile oval. Uh, there's only three races left, this one and then two more. Uh, and then next week is Martinsburg. Uh, that's going to be really good. Or Martinsville, I mean, so that's going to be really good. Uh, but this week at Kansas, I'm going to go Larson plus 225, Bush plus 700, Elliott plus 800, and my boy Keselowski plus 1600. Keselowski usually does well here. Bush won this last year. Expecting it to be a good race and then set up some drama because uh, the, the cutoff to get down to four is after the next race, and then the championship is of four drivers is the final race. Done. Beautiful. Um, and then the parlay, parlay, parlay. Pixies, parlay. real quick. Do it. We'll just read out our picks. Um, yep, yeah, I'm taking uh, Cincinnati. No, no, no. I mean our our guillotine, bro. Oh my gosh, guillotine! Thank you. Yeah. I this this listen this week. This isn't even as we're crunched on time. Like this is just incredibly big, crazy lines. These teams like suck. Like it's it's a tough. This is a tough week to pick. Uh, if we go out this week, I won't be ashamed because it's just hard um, yeah it's a tough week so i'm um, there's not gonna be a lot of logic behind this uh we're taking we're taking denver with our third so there's only 13 games our third number 13 we're taking denver they're getting five and a half against yeah, cleveland when, when the lines came out monday all this injury news wasn't out yet so denver, yeah. we have denver getting five and a no half. chubb no hunt case keenum starting at quarterback we'll take teddy two gloves uh, our number 12, we're taking the Packers giving 10 and a half at home to the Redskins. Uh, I just won't allow J.O. to take the Redskins ever again. I didn't want of... to take the Redskins. No, no, I'm just saying that, that's, <laughs> babe, that was my, that was my taking of the, of the Packers. Oh, okay. I'm like, we're just, we're done. We're done with them. Or we're done with the Lions. Uh, our number 11, uh, we're going to go, Carolina's got to get off the schneid here. What better way to do it than beating the Giants that don't seem to want to play football either. Uh, they're giving the Giants three and a half. We're going to take the Panthers to get back on track here. Uh, number 10, uh, also, we've been picking against Baltimore a year. Uh, we're done with that because they keep just sticking yeah, it to they, us. they look to be for real. Uh, I don't Sorry. love – I, I, I think we missed that one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't love the spread at six and a half against Cincinnati just because of the divisional game, but I, we just uh, – how yeah, many more times are we just going to get egg on our face? So – that's number ten. Uh, number nine. Uh, we're we're, we're going to keep rolling. Everyone thought we were kind of nuts taking Tennessee to cover against Buffalo last week, and they out they got the outright win. We're going to keep it rolling. Tennessee's at home. Uh, they're getting four and a half against Kansas City. I think we think that's a close game. Uh, maybe a field goal. Give us the points again. It's just like when you run the ball like that. Like yeah, that's that doesn't come and go. Like that's coming at your face. You have to yes. commit to stopping that, which then opens up other stuff. So. And that defense is atrocious. And they're home uh, again, all right? Yeah, they're, they're home. They're in Tennessee. Yeah, they're yeah. getting points at home, and they run the ball like nobody's business. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number eight. God, this is insane. Uh, the Cardinals are giving 17-and-a-half <laughs> to Houston. I We just – we just went with Arizona. It like, doesn't he, make you feel good. But Houston's Houston's average loss, average point differential on the losses is 19, and on the road it's 26. So yeah, and I said to Drew, this is one where Vegas is just begging you to take Houston, just and we're just not going to do it. Yeah, uh, seven, maybe surprising, but we're going to take the Eagles traveling to Vegas. They're getting three and a half. Uh, Jalen Hurts sucks, but listen, he keeps screwing the spreads with his garbage time ability. So we're not going to be on the wrong side of it again. We're going to take Philly here. Uh, 
Number six, we're going to take Crab Legs, Jordan's best friend, Jameis Winston, New Orleans. Uh, They're giving three and a half on the road to Seattle and uh, Geno Smith. I... I just don't like Geno Smith. So I think conventional wisdom wants you to take Seattle getting points at home at in a night game, but eventually Alvin Kamara is going to show up and be Alvin Kamara, and Seattle's defense is letting up a ton of yards, and so that's my thought. Yeah, uh, they're coming off by. Yeah, five ski. Uh, we're actually we 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 have not picked against Tampa Bay all season. Uh, we're actually going to do it this week. They're at home, but they're giving 13 and a half to Chicago. Chicago's just been playing close games. Um, and Tampa Bay seems very, very at ease with just kind of riding Fournette and like really being careful with Brady with, I, you know, they say the thumb injury isn't serious, but, um, after watching kind of what their plan was with the Eagles, I, I, I don't think it's a huge blowout with the style that they're, they're going to play. Yep. Uh, number four, this one was pretty tough for us. We probably should have moved this down our confidence, but screw it. Uh, we're taking the Colts. They're getting four and a half at, uh, on the road against the Niners. The Niners are one and four against the spread this year, and we've been picking against them. Uh, actually, we're perfect on them. We picked them the one time they covered, and uh, <laughs> we've against the Lions, and they almost blew that game and they blew the or sorry blew the spread, and we've picked against them correctly every time they lost. So we're just going to keep rolling uh, rolling there. Jimmy G, I think, is going to start over Trey Lance. So we'll see. Uh, number three, uh, we're going to take the Rams. Uh, they're giving 15 and a half to Detroit. J.O. is very – I'm convinced Detroit's going to cover that spread. Because I'm this – yeah. He's convinced they're going to cover the spread because this is Goff Super Bowl. Uh the same, but but the flip side, I also think this is Stafford's. It cuts both ways. Yeah. I also, yeah, I think Stafford's going to say. The Rams want to prove yeah. that they, they got the better part of the spread, too. So that, yeah. that cuts both ways. But I'm just convinced Detroit covers that 15-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, and not being able to uh, even move the football against the Bengals at home last week is just in my crawl. Yeah, so, so I, 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 I pressure. I, bu- I, bu- I, yeah. I bully. I bully J.O. here. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. I bullied him. Number two, we're going with New England at home against the Jets. Jets are coming off by seven and a half points. I just, I just oh, think. I thought you know, we were going with the Jets. We're going with New England. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we took Miami for you. In, uh, oh, okay. I think I don't know. I now I forget. But uh, now we're going New England. They they won they won by two touchdowns the last time they played, and that was before like New England got on this little run here. So I I, I think New England wins by by uh, by ten. And then our number one, I, I thought we were. T- I thought I didn't change it, but are we going Miami? It's a one pick. It's one and a half spread. Who do we decide to go with here? Well, I I, I was kind of feeling good about Miami, thinking like, hey, they both stink. Like Miami kind of has to get something going. I know Atlanta's coming off the the buy, but like they aren't. Like I think they're just a smokescreen. They're not really good. All right, but so but now but now with this Deshaun Watson trade, saying that like basically saying we have no confidence into it now i'm kind of swaying the other direction like that's, that's well we didn't submit one. it yet you want to go atlanta let's go atlanta go scordero why don't well, let's you want to flip jets and and we'll no. take J- <laughs> <laughs> i don't care it's you you we'll, no, no, we'll go new england and then we'll go we'll go scordero i don't i don't care well, well you, you're submitting it so do it you can do it however you want to go well, i just well, We'll go I, score. Well, Tori, be the yeah. tiebreaker. We, should we go Atlanta or Miami? Uh, Atlanta. All right. Okay. 
Should we go New England or the Jets? What's the spread? Seven and a half in New England. I don't like uh, New England beating any uh, anyone by seven and a half. Tor- oh, all right. But, go Jets then. I will it say up. this. The, I just saw something. The last Jets quarterback to win a regular season game in Foxborough was uh, Brett Favre. Awesome. All right. Let's stick with New England. All right, New England. Okay. All right. That's the picks. All right. Um, parlay we'll, time. We'll submitted them in the morning. Um, uh, parlay time. I'm, I'm going to take- go with... The Cincinnati Bearcats to cover 27 and a half versus Navy Saturday at noon. That's a great I am taking the over in Baltimore, Cincinnati, which I just lost, but I think it's 47. Yeah, that's what you said it was, 47. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, Tor, are you throwing a third in here? Yeah. We, we lost last week, so we got to start yeah. over. I, I messed up the hockey pick. Uh, I'm going to go to that uh, Lions and Rams game. Uh, Jordan, I agree that this is Jared Goff's uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, how many points did he score in the Super Bowl when he was there? Uh, less, <laughs> like less, less than the spread. Three, I was gonna say less, less than, less than the uh, spread. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Rams on this one. <laughs> okay, that was that's a good line. Oh, good job. Okay, all right. So we'll go three way action on that. I was like, don't make us pick against our guillotine. I gotcha. Um, so Rams over, and then Cincinnati Bearcats. Um. Which, by the way, oh, by the way, Appalachian State beat the Chanticleers tonight by three. I can't believe it. Um, Okay, so that's end of beer one, right? Yes. Whee! Um, All right, smoke them if you got them. Assume positions. Ready? Three, two, one. Hold on, wait. Got my cup of water here still. I have to say, though, I was feeling terrible earlier in the night and just chatted up at you gents. I got my juices flowing. I'm, I'm back, we got, we got We got the two-for-one crew back in the house, so it really, um, tie, it really, it really, it really tied the pod together. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, ro- I'm, rock- I'm rocking Southern Tier, keeping it going. Might bring back the Belts campaign. Do you think I could, you think I could sneak these into the garden? Yes. Yes. Uh in honor of Drew's uh, basketball picks, I'm drinking a beer called uh, Hot Garbage. Cool. It's, I it's love from it. Voodoo Brewery. Nice. Uh, well, I gotta ask, how's it taste? Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, it, what type of beer is it's it? A, it's a barrel aged stout. Um, I this thing's two years old. When I got it two years ago, I had one, and it was like the bourbon was just like super in your face and like really hot. So I'm gonna give it a taste here. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I got it. I got to know. This is ridiculous. It mellowed out a lot. It was tasting pretty good. Really good, actually. Yeah, that's hot good. garbage. Okay. Um. All right. So for beer two here, we watched uh, the movie on Netflix, The Guilty, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um. And so I'll just give the rundown real quick. Did you do a stream of consciousness, consciousness, Drew? No, no, I did not. So the rundown here is that um, you're coming into it. You know that it's apparent that Jake Gyllenhaal is a 911 operator. Um, Right off the bat, he's kind of just like a little bit like rude and not following protocols on these calls. And it's kind of like goofy and funny. And he also has this cough and this inhaler. And it's like, all right, what's going on with this? Uh, throughout the movie, it's kind of revealed that um, he is a cop who 
it got taken off the street and he's he's working this crappy 911 operator job he has an estranged relationship with his wife and his daughter you don't really know why um and then he gets a call where it's a um i forget which call comes first but there's one where it's a little girl where the what the the, the wife the, the adopted the, woman came first okay yeah the, so then the other one was the abducted woman who she has her phone on and she's acting like she's talking to the little girl um and then he's asking her yes or no questions and the husband is like driving her around and so he's calling the highway patrols to try and get them to find the van that she's in he's calling all of his cop friends to go check on the apartments of both the wife and the who had where the kids are and then also the apartment of the um um the the abductor husband and uh lo and behold as as he's making all these calls the whole movie is is just him in this in the in the call room uh of the 911 op, you know operator room um as is, as the plot unfolds um it turns out that the woman has um i guess a mental illness and uh turns out that the baby back at the apartment with it's 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 say like a five-year-old girl or six-year-old girl with a baby brother and the baby brother has been stabbed um lo and behold uh, and that you come to find out that the mom with her mental illness she was off her meds and she stabbed the baby to get the worms out meaning the, the kid the baby's guts um and that the estranged dad went and snatched her up to take her to back to the psychiatric ward where she was getting help. So this whole time, Jake Gyllenhaal thought that the dad was an abductor, but really like he's just trying to help the situation. So Jake Gyllenhaal feels like an idiot. Um, he, he helps this woman escape before he learns that. And now this woman is on an overpass getting ready to jump and commit suicide and he's talking her down um and he reveals to her that like because there he wants to be vulnerable with her and tell her there's something to live for and he reveals that he murdered a man actually it was a 19 year old kid um and then through other conversations it turns out that he was in the line of duty and he killed a young person um so the woman actually does end up getting rescued the baby who got stabbed in the stomach, lo and behold, survives and gets taken to the ICU. He He's basically the hero, even though he's kind of like doing it like in a brash and, and jerkish kind of way um, and not following protocols. But, um, you know, he it's, it's just you really see his character and his humanity in it. Um, and then the movie ends with he calls his his trial was the next day for his for this murder. And so he calls his buddy, the other cop who was on duty with him, who was going to take the stand. And he's like, hey, I know we have our story, but, like, just tell the truth. Like, I, I can't, like, you could see his mental anguish. He's like, I can't do this anymore. So he calls this this L.A. Times reporter who had been harassing him to basically tell the whole story. And so he's going to take, um, he's going to accept the consequences for his actions and not basically come up with whatever fabrication that they came up with. So um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was, was great in it. 
I I enjoyed the whole like one. He played room. he played he played the role of a, of an asshole perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I I I thought that you know the whole like one room aspect of it, I thought it worked. I thought Gyllenhaal like his range of emotion was incredible. Um, I thought it really showed like humanization of people, uh, multiple things. How stressful it is to be a nine one one operator. Two, how stressful it is to be like a a cop. Three, like dealing with killing somebody and like how that plays on your mind. Um, and just uh, the whole thing I thought was just really interesting. It was entirely a character piece. And they did want to make a commentary on modern day society, which Drew thought that was going to make me hate it. Um, Drew, what did I miss? What are your thoughts on it? Um, I thought, I thought Gyllenhaal was awesome. I wonder I wonder how long that this movie took to make and how much he got paid cuz yeah, I can yeah. I can't imagine this taking more than like 4 days 4 days to make. Um, yeah, there was no scene changes. I mean, the, he was There's one set. Yeah, there's no set changes yeah. like there's you're no never changes. Yeah. yeah, the only extra scene they had to film was the one uh the video from the cop cam of pulling over the white van that they thought was the abduction van. Maybe a week yeah, um, I thought he was incredible. To your point, his range of emotions, which I mean, he's always tremendous at. So perfect casting for him. Um, I thought it was really good. I was I was dying in the beginning when he because I didn't know what I didn't watch a trailer for it. I didn't know you just said, "Hey, like we I I, I want to watch this movie." So I, I didn't know what it was. So at first I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be a comedy?" Because he's just like, huh, you, what, you you fell off your bike? Well, that sounds like you're an idiot, and that's your fault." Like <laughs> on these nine one one calls. Well, the, I think the first call was a guy who was like, "There's a woman that's that's trying to stab me," and this guy basically got a hooker, and then the hooker was like stealing his laptop. And oh yeah, she robbed him. him. Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, buddy, she's a hooker. Like, I'm, we're not sending the cops out. Like, you got to deal with it. or I, I, whatever, However he said it. Get out of your funny. car. Get your light. <laughs> he's like, I don't know my license plate. Oh, does your car have a door? Yeah. Well, open it and get out and get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just was cracking up. But, um, I just what an asshole he was being. And then, like, I, I, I was kind of – I was pulled in with the calls and the unknown caller. Um, I did not like the end. I – I was like, because I, and again, it's probably my own, because in my mind, I'm like, oh man, how is, how is this like situation he's in? I just thought it was going to be some type of like plot twist or set up to where either it was to set him up to like admit his guilt over the phone. Cause he's like making these calls that have to be recorded. These 911 calls where he's breaking laws and doing all these things. Like this is all on record. And I'm like, oh, this is probably somehow like maybe that reporter is like trying to set him up and this, that, and the other thing. Or you were going to somehow find out that like his family was involved in this 911 call. So for it to just end with, you know, this guy who his complete character, which he even admits, you know, 25 minutes into the movie to the other guy working next to him is, hey, man, I'm an asshole. I know I am. I, it's just me. That like, this call has now changed him to be like, let me, you know, basically take 10 to 15 years in jail for murder and not, you know, get away with it. I, I just, I didn't buy that. I was like, ah, I, I don't know. I don't know see, if that's. Though, I, I bought it because I, I think the whole movie, he, you can see, like, you can see he's a good person and like, he just wants to help people and he wants to do the right thing and he, he doesn't care about the rules. Like, and so I think that 
you you see how mentally stressed out and like the mental anguish it's causing him and so i just i, I think that's where he just is like yeah i, I guess can't. that's one way to that's probably one way to look at it like i just thought i i thought it was more if the guy is just like terrified that it's not going to go his way and he's gonna the next the next day and he's gonna end up in jail for like 10 years no, not necessarily that he was stressed out that he killed. You know, not that he was feeling the anguish. It was the PTSD of it all, and just like to lie on top of it, it like he because he's just not a good person. So I, I mean, he is a good person, and that like that wasn't him just to lie and try and get away with something when he knows that like it, it's it's causing him all this anxiety already to like try and lie on the stand which like he mentally couldn't take it and so that that's where that's what i thought it was okay uh but, yeah i didn't um, I, I, gave, I, don't I got the two brood rating that. system i don't know if you did what's that the two brew rating system did, did you did uh you we can do it did you oh, do it i think we lost we lost drew i think he went out of battery oh all right i'm gonna bring us home he's here uh, so here's I, the... I heard him where'd he go He's gone. He's Uh-oh. gone. Off, I hear him. Call. You hear Jordan? J.O. I hear both oh, of you guys. He... Huh. Oh, he's not on mine. All right. So this We're is going good. over our time limit. Once right. once 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 we hit 120 minutes, it starts to uh, red flag me. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the facilitator. Go ahead. All right, Drew. Drew, what's your rating? Start start uh, I'm just I'm just going to give it a flow. I'm going to say what, what, What's he rating it? Overall, I'm going <laughs> to give it a a 7. Overall a 7? I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, over okay, overall seven. Okay, that's wow. I have it way higher. I have acting two point seven five, writing two point five, plot two point five, feel slash genre two point. What's he giving it over there? Rewatchability. What? Drew, Drew, be quiet. Jordan, speak. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have acting two point seven five, writing two point five, plot two point five, feel slash genre two point five. Rewatchability one point two five, and for a total of eleven point five. Jordan has a total of eleven point five. He had like five things. It started two point seven five, two point five, two point five, one point five, two point five, two point five, and then one point. Yeah, I didn't break it out, but I would average around a yeah. seven. I just the ending, the end, the rewatchability is right. low because um, I so wouldn't Drew rewatch it, seven. and the seven. plot. Yeah, oh, the plot just killed. Seven. Like the end just Mine's killed it for me. I'm like, I, I just seven, don't buy this so that this would happen. I guess the average there is what. Nine, and a stupid fire, which I I don't I don't know you what guys that are was talking to us. <laughs> this is great. I hope this plays out. This is going to be amazing. This is the greatest podcast oh, I, we've I, ever recorded. I, I wonder if Drew's gonna Drew's gonna um be if Drew's gonna if it's gonna record. I don't know. I have no idea. Can Drew hear me? Apparently not. I can hear both of you guys. This is this is fantastic. This is insane. All right, I, I wonder what the listeners are going to hear. Craziest pod. Well, Tori, let's 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 get him to wrap it up. Tell him to say the line. Four, baby, gotta love All it. All right, Jordan. Uh, uh, Jew is calling for a send off. So, go ahead. Tori, get Tori, give his send off for him. I he all right, ready. Tori, Tori, do 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 both lines, and we'll end it on you. Do both <laughs> lines. Go. Ready. Uh, what is it? Uh. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. 
Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud.